for listening to this Warui Desho podcast made in association with Wave Motion Canon. We're so happy to have the pleasure of your company today. If you've listened to us before and like our show, you might be wondering how you can support us, since we won't take your money. This podcast will continue to be free, but if you'd like to show your appreciation, please consider leaving us a rating and review on iTunes, as those help our discoverability. If you don't use iTunes, that's fine too. You can follow us, and like and share our content on SoundCloud, Twitter, and sometimes the Wavemotion Canon YouTube page. Additionally, we love getting your feedback, positive or negative. Tweet us at Show or email us at Show at gmail.com. Whether or not it gets read on the show, I can assure you, we all read every tweet and email you send us. And once again, dear listener, we thank you so much. Now please... Enjoy the show. Na 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 na. Greetings, anime fans. Hello, ladies, gentlemen, and envies. Welcome, all of you, to What Are We Death Show. It is Stream of Thought, season four. Four. Season four. Four and on the full. Yo, 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 I'm the thought. Which, <laughs> when, when I was. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I've never been called a street before in my life, but no, there's a lot of meanings I could take from that. Uh, thanks. Don't step into the stream. <clears throat> Don't cross it. Don't cross the streams. You never step into the same stream twice. Heraclitus 2019. Uh, this is episode four of The Promised Neverland. Um, season four, when I was a kid, winter was the fourth season. Like, in my mind, I would always be like, spring is the first season, because that's right. when everything begins to grow. Mm-hmm. But on the anime calendar, the fourth season is fall. Winter is the first yeah. season. So, it's weird. Like, I always fair. thought, like, basically, because of, like, school vacations, it's like, okay, summer is when the year ends, and then, like, the thing is where the thing... I have to say, like, you know, anime has far bigger problems than being slightly out of cycle on its seasons. There's so many things I could talk about. Looking at you, recent... Nope. Borgalia. Not just just a 2D uh, 
anime character. <laughs> also, yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Geppetto. You've done it again. Do we get, oh do we get a musical number to celebrate this moment? Uh, I think this is the, the worldwide face reveal. Or something. Whatever. Fuck off. I mean, wait. <laughs> there's the there's Vorgalia. There's the Vorgalia I know. Very good. Um, hope everybody had a, a lovely weekend. Uh, I spent most of mine drunk. That sounds like a lovely weekend. Uh, I went to a wrestling show. Hey. Yep. Took my kids to their first wrestling show. Oof. Yeah. It was uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling was in Nashville. And uh, it was it was a N- lot Nashville, of fun. Japan. Yeah, that's right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Just south of Kyoto. Nashville. <laughs> right. Right. They're, they are making forays into America. They have been touring Cal, like doing California shows for a couple years, but this year they came to Charlotte, North Carolina, and Nashville, Tennessee. We're very excited. That was it was a ton of fun. I could talk a lot about that, but I will save that for my other podcast. Um, yeah, it was is memorable. I might get emotional talking about it because there's stuff, but we're here to talk about anime and get emotional about cartoons and not. Sweaty men <laughs> punching each other as hard as they can. Sometimes those two can cross open. They, they can. It's absolutely the case. Um, so, really quickly, before we get rolling on the fourth episode, a couple things mm-hmm. we need to do. First of all, if you are not following us on Twitter, what are you doing? Follow at Water We Show and keep up with like when episodes drop. When YouTube videos become podcasts, when we're streaming on Twitch, all that sort of stuff. Follow the Got Twitter. It. Do it. Uh, you'll see, if you don't know how to spell, check the scrolling text. It should be right about now, coming by, at Wari Desho. Um, and as far as the episode goes, there has been a glut of information that it's dropped all of a sudden the last couple weeks. Beep, 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 beep. Last couple weeks, I didn't know anything about the directors. Suddenly, Wikipedia and ANN are awash with names. So I'm able to tell you this week's episode for 291045, sir, yes, sir, is is direct. I was going to say brought to you by. He didn't. He's not a brand. (laughs) It's brought brought to you by Tostitos Pizza. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Oh, (laughs) Pepsi. It's just okay. Uh, Sahi dry Japanese bit. Ryuta Kawahara is the director, and Kawahara-san has directed. Um, main, mainly, they've been an episode director, um, a couple sp- storyboarding gigs. Most of this stuff, I'll admit, I like haven't seen. Although, I mean, I've heard of Overlord, Overlord Two, Magical Circle, Guru Guru, like the new Kino's Journey. Got a little credit on those. Uh, the one thing that I know Shadon knows uh, is Kalaharsan directed episode eight of Orange. Hey, so was that the black hole one? Was that the one where he finally oh, revealed? Oh man, that's do pretty I get close. To him for that no, stop it. It's a well, manga. Do I get to blame, blame the manga artists? No, I don't know. Blame, blame them for the bastardization of science. Like, oh yeah, you can chuck letters down <laughs> a black hole and they'll go in the past. Of because there's black holes in the Bermuda Triangle. Bullshit! Excuse me? Holy shit. 
Orange, all right, all right, Volgelli, you didn't watch Orange, but I'll give you the Cliff Notes summary in one sentence. You could it's listen. It's an amazing show. It's an amazing show, but it says that you can send letters back through time by throwing them somewhere in the Bermuda Triangle. Yes. I mean, like, out of context, that doesn't sound like a, a big, uh, like, uh, such a unexpected thing for anime. It's otherwise completely grounded in reality. That's the scary I'll, thing about I'll it. I'll take it. That's not even, like, horrible. Whatever, dude. You it's have like, no standards when it comes to science. No. Women. Shut the... F- Listen, silent Your disco. scientific standards. <laughs> Listen here, silent disco. I'm fine <laughs> with stories that have... Are, that are basically kind of what-if scenarios. Like, real life, except you could do this thing. That changes everything. Does that mean that you also believe that at least one of the Kennedys has ended up in medieval fucking Europe as a result of this? I don't. I don't know what that is. Never I mind. I understand you. What is this? I'm sure, not, I'm I'm sure not, I'm one not of the Kennedys. I'm not smart. I do not uh, get reference. I'm sure at least one of the Kennedys disappeared over the Bermuda Triangle at some point. So, despite. Uh, D- despite the, the peccadillo Shadon has with Orange, it really is an excellent show. Well, I think we oh, both it's agree. Brilliant. It's brilliant, yeah. yeah. It, it's it's amazing, because it's not even about fucking time travel and shit. Like, that's just like... It means to an end, yeah. It's a weird... It's a, it's a device to set up the whole rest of the story, because the beginning, the main character, she gets a letter from herself in the future and exactly. says your best friend is going to die. He's going to take his own life at in mm-hmm. year X and please like help and save him. And uh, yeah, that's not, we got really heavy right off the bat, but, um, but orange is cool. It's super good. Uh, we did me and Shadon did an episode on it. Uh, check our SoundCloud, check iTunes. It's there. Check orange. It's still up. It's still yeah. great. Still on crunchy. Uh, the move that movie, I still need to track down that movie. It never got an official release. I mean, it was it was never going to, but fucking, I don't know. I need to grab a torrent up or something. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's anywhere legal. Uh, but yeah, that is the director of episode four. Before we dive into the episode proper, I'm gonna revisit Twitter here. Take a look at... You should count how many drinks. Okay, not just drinks. Now that he's sitting in the right position, look at the ketchup bottle that he has in the back, right? How many I ketchup full, bottles have, does he drink every time we do an episode? <laughs> if we if we were doing, like, a donation-driven stream, I would actually have that be one of the incentives where I would oh drink a ketchup bottle. <laughs> like, we were raising money for charity. <laughs> Something's considered down the line. Polls from the Yandir. Here we go. How do you feel about Sister Crone's design in TPL? Uh, 61%... That's a great reaction. Yeah, reflex. 61% say it bothers me, yes. Uh, 16% say it really bothered them. Uh, 23% said that they're not bothered by it at all. Um, yeah, sorry, I, I thought you were asking me like... Oh, right oh fuck. No. Oh, my well, did you not respond to the poll? <laughs> I did respond. How to dare the poll. you? I mean, you have a history of responding to polls multiple I times. I sure do have a history. <laughs> Rigging the polls. <laughs> Shout outs to that one. It was for Phantom, right? 
Yeah, yes. I rigged yes, the so. poll for us watching Phantom Requiem for the Phantom. I voted multiple times. It won by one vote. Could have been watching Welcome to NHK. The, the missed timeline flushed down the drain. You uh, you 2016 us. You elect 2016 American election. We released an average of one and a half episodes per year. Now we do. Literally, the last the last episode we uh, recorded, I'm editing it right now, uh, almost an entire year ago. We recorded yeah. Macross a, a, a couple months ago, Macro- and Macross half of it is out. But like, but, but like Yatterman Knight, uh-huh. we're making jokes about fucking Black Panther and... To be fair... To be fair, Black Panther's been nominated for Best Picture, so it's relevant again. Yeah, okay. but Kingdom Come Deliverance will never be relevant again. <laughs> oh my god. It was. Kingdom only comes it, once. It shouldn't have been relevant at the time. <laughs> oh, dark. But, uh, you know, someone, I think someone is mad at us for not releasing the episode because, because last night they liked the tweet oh or we God, talked yes. about it. <laughs> I saw it. I'm back I from February. Like, Holy fuck, how did you play? Oh, man. <laughs> Sleuthing happened. Like, I've been waiting for this my whole life. <laughs> Someone's mad at you on the internet, finally. Okay. Uh, is Carol the abs- tell them I love them. Is Carol the absolute cutest? 54% say, mm, sure, question mark. And uh, you're wrong. You're all wrong, and you've ruined this. You've absolutely ruined this for me. Thanks I like, a lot. I like how that came across like you were restraining yourself from just going on to an incredibly profanity-filled rant there. Yep, that's what I was doing. I, I, was, I was thinking, like, what word do we going to use? Like, it was just like a roulette going, you had, like, cock, wanker, dick, etc., that also is quite appropriate. <laughs> and now we're demonetized by YouTube, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Says, oh, it's all right. Sanrio has blocked this video in 200 countries. Uh, oh, well. Next poll. Uh, who, Which plush, plushie should the subtle daughter... S- subtle daughter. Motherfuck. <laughs> which plushie should I, the subtle doctor, smooch next? Agretzko head. Still winning. By the way, you can still vote in all these polls until tomorrow, uh, until 20 minutes from now, so vote if you'd like to. Get your polls in! Um, white hair in anime. Hot or not? 82% say hot. Don't think you're going to turn the tide on that one. Um, would you... And then I linked the picture of the person that got the uh, Ray tattoo on their neck. And uh, 91% said, hell no. And 6% said, I already have, which is the best answer. Mm -hmm. Um, And those are the polls from last week. Thanks, everyone, for voting. Now, are we ready to talk about episode four? Yes. All right, I'm going to hit you with that summary beat. So, beginning of the show opens with... Norman hiding his stash of weed. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He did Mm -hmm. do that. that. (laughs) Can confirm. Yes. Yes. Gotta gotta keep that shit out of mom's sight. Um, (laughs) Oh, man. The the stuff on that bed, the porno, Max. Mom, that's my weed. (laughs) Mom. (laughs) 
Don't touch my stash, mom. <laughs> Emma was touching my my grass. Uh, so let's see. What the op? <laughs> the op happened after that. Um, and then okay, so that's a lot of paper. Holy shit! <laughs> what this? That's a huge. Oh, okay. I thought note. it was a it's, huge. Okay, I thought it was a huge stack of papers. No. Like, oh shit! Just came prepared. <laughs> Many trees died to make this podcast happen. That's right. Um, you know what? The world is fucked. So let's all party while it goes down in flames. I don't really think that. I, I, I um, don't support this viewpoint. <laughs> uh, yes. Just for the record, I don't think that. Um, I'm playing a 3DS game, by the way, called Radiant Historia. Uh, Perfect Chronology is, it's just Radiant Historia. It's remade for the 3DS. And, like, basically, I've to this point in the plot where it's revealed, like, there's some kind of, like, environmental point of no return that humanity will reach within ten years. And I was like, holy Jesus, fuck, this game is the most relevant shit I've ever played! Oh, okay. <laughs> I, do, I do realize we began a new video game adaptation of Lost in Space, but here we are. <laughs> yeah, the the planet's turning to desert. So That was Lost in Space. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, bad memories of watching the movie as a child. <laughs> Liking it. <laughs> Oh God! And we're doing everything in our power to not talk about this. Episode. Danger, Will Robinson. We're getting away from the summary. Uh, let's see. So there's like, yeah, there's this conversation between Isabella and Sister Crone that happens here. Like, uh, Crone sweating bullets, very uh, nervous, very anxious about this. Isabella, very cold very composed and assured uh basically ends with telling her like well she says like hey don't make any mistakes in the future don't make any more mistakes mm -hmm. i think uh yeah. and if you're a good girl you can be a mom someday mm -hmm. um, just to clarify the mistakes that she mentions there because it doesn't make i like this confused the show me initially and when i first watched this it's apparently specifically just that she was playing tag in the previous episode. I originally thought there had been something cut that had happened between three and four in the manga that then hadn't been translated to the show proper. And I was like, what mistakes? Like, she got them all except, you know, those two swerves. Like, I got nothing. But no, it's just yeah. apparently that she was doing it in the first place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I think I'm going to wait till the end to talk about Crone because I have a lot to say about her, like, from all kind of different points in the episode. And I'll just kind of mm -hmm. bundle it all together. Um, but as a preview, I think I think most people that read the manga will agree. Like, there is... Um, she. Th this characterization is not, like, a one-to-one -one match with the manga. They're doing some different stuff here. And we can talk about that. Uh, we got the, the anime original doll... Uh, that is anime original decapitated. Um, oh, this scene. Very heated. They, uh, yes. It, it's very nice when they set something up and then they just, it just goes away. You know, I'm just going to say right now. She's about just crazy. Scene. She has no internal motivation. She's just crazy. Come on. This, this scene confuses shit out of me as well because, like, dude, you don't get it. She's just crazy. It's got the music over What the heck? What the heck is your problem? <laughs> 
Sorry, I'm very mad with this, you know. So. Are you doing, yeah, is that I'm is that twi- is that your impersonation of Twitter? Just the constant, like, adding of no. shit on? There's not enough bros in, that, in what you said for it to Twitter, <laughs> so there's that. But, like, the music in this scene, like, it makes it come across as comedic. She's meant to be terrifying. She's meant to be scary. And she's just losing her shit and beating up, you know, not Scarface and ripping her doll apart. And I'm like, what am I supposed to take away from this? Am I supposed to be scared by it? Did you know? She's crazy. Did you know? I don't know. Like, it's it's, (laughs) it's, it's, kind of something. But she's crazy, dude. (laughs) It never crossed my mind once. I mean, just just we'll get to the scene later, but like Gilda and her later, when you have similar sort of thing going on, where it's like the music there is perfect, tense, it's creepy as fuck, and I just couldn't help but think back to that scene. I was like, what the fuck is this contrast? This is fucking Whiplash. Is this show bipolar when it comes to this fucking exactly. character? Yes. All right, I gotta ask. I gotta ask you a question, Borgalia. Is she crazy like Jar Jar Binks or crazy like Senator Palpatine? <laughs> oh. That's <laughs> I mean, that's like the most forced like, Star Wars I did reference. It. I did it. I got in there first. <laughs> what the hell? Like what? No, that didn't make any sense. Like, you don't get credit. You don't get credit, dude. You don't get credit. You're not getting it. First, stop smiling. You're not getting the credit. Well, that happened. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. sorry, I'm being very aggressive. I have no filter right now. It's okay. It's all right. Lack of sleep I'm and sorry. strong feelings about the episode. Um, not not too strong feelings. I like, but parts. You know. uh, I mean, parts. then we get then we get a tag. The tag scene. Parts like the parts that <laughs> the dudes are trying to buy at Watto's place. <laughs> parts for the spaceship. <laughs> All the spare parts lying around in the trash <laughs> compactor that they get thrown into in the Death Star. All the parts that your opponent gets exploded into when you do Katana's Fatality in MK2, where she kisses you and your head blows up. <laughs> yes! Check off that box. Yes, going down the checklist. Let's go. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Tag. There's a tag game and it's really good. Uh it's a fun scene. They simulate these formations. Ray gives Emma a hundred to memorize. Uh by like by ear. She's like, okay. They play the game. I wanna highlight the soundtrack in this scene because Oh my god, yes. Fucking like it almost sounds like it almost sounds like steel drums. I don't think they are. I think it's a keyboard kind of doing steel drums, but like that plus those strings is just like magic. The melody is so good in that scene. It is so I'll good. Fig- I'll figure out exactly what it reminds me of and then listen to that thing that it reminds me of. But yeah, like it's interesting how they shift between the styles, I guess, mm-hmm. in each episode. Like the previous one was a lot more jazzy. This one is kind of like. I guess the previous one was kind of, oh, jazzy. You know, jazz is, mm-hmm. is, is unpredictable, just like this lady over here. And now it's like, oh, look at these children. 
<laughs> Look at them. They're doing things. They're doing no, things. I love it. And then, uh, and then we get... Uh, the next line I have in my notes is Phil rules. Because he does. That's going to be the next poll as soon as I get a break here and, and get a chance to type. Does Phil rule? Uh, yes or no? Vote yes. Yeah. Well, the race in the audience would agree. Fail for president 2020. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, and then an interesting, I think, kind of scene happens here where you get, I don't know, we get some really, some thinking we can sort of sink our teeth into um, when Norman suggests, or he's asked, like, hey, Ray, like, he's trying to actually take Emma's mind off something that Ray said that he thinks is going to bother her. Mm-hmm. And he says, like, hey, Ray, like, have you figured out the tracking devices? When are we going to be able to disable them? And Ray, and with a disarmingly specific answer, in my opinion, <laughs> 10 days. 10 days. Okay, good. Great. I'm that's, soaking that's, mine that's, in vinegar that's, right now. <laughs> that's, that's, what it, well, that's why it's super interesting. Like, super specific answer. And, and like, okay, cool, 10 days. And then, and then Norman said, well, that's when we're leaving. Ray blows a fuse here. Like, what? What the fuck? Like, don't you understand the schedule? Like, we got two months, uh, on and on. And uh, Norman, displaying some some pretty remarkable critical thinking, uh, mm-hmm. is like, look, the schedule is just another tool in Mom's arsenal that she's using to manipulate us. Like, everything uh-huh. everything we know she has allowed us to know, or she has deduced mm-hmm. that we figured it out on our own. So mm-hmm. we should use that against her and try to think ahead and make the first move because she'd never think of that. Yeah. And that was great. But furthermore, it makes sense given that there was discussion between Mom and Crone that they're not aware of, mind you, but it would make sense if you think about it, of bringing it forward, you know, shipping them out early. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So makes sense. Makes absolute sense. Why not? Then we have uh, uh, the remake of pt happening on screen um. i have to say i have to say like i said previously that i thought that this show was like one of the ones you must absolutely watch with headphones on i'm going to upgrade that to now saying you must watch it with a vr headset on. Yeah, okay. the first person <laughs> yeah i'm genuinely surprised when it got to the door like a little hand prompt in like a like open. <laughs> oh, God. although i do i do have to say i do think this first person thing like when it cuts back to just show them there I'm like, okay, that deflates all attention that brought up then. Like, what was the point of that? So I don't think what was the point of that. I, don't, like, I, I, I think, it, I think it's, it's this kind of, I think it's this kind of shot where we'll see it in this episode because of this director, and then we'll never see it ever again. Quite possibly. I, mean, I suppose it may be because we don't know who it is who's walking around, but we, we because we don't otherwise see anyone else from that yeah, perspective. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't mean that we can identify who it is. It's just mm-hmm. there. Um, and also, yes. CG and anime, I'm just going to say, like, if you're not Studio Orange, who did Land of the Lustrous, just give the fuck up. <laughs> just go home. Stop. Like, you can't... I, like, I think they also did the mechs in... Um, Frontier and uh, Delta. I think oh, Majest- yeah. Majestic Prince also, I feel like... I could be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure that's the case. Yeah, they're really yeah. good. They're really, really good uh, outfit. Yeah. I mean, this bit, this bit here... But... Like yeah, you know, you know why they did it because they had to waste a minute. Maybe they've got plenty of other stuff they can be doing with that. But on top of that, it just all of the environment looked really plastic. 
Mm -hmm. I felt like I was looking at the inside of, like, you know, a child's toy. It looked like a you shot know, from Ruby. <laughs> those ooh, those stairs ooh, those ooh. stairs were like the equivalent of Ru a Ruby character. Like they both belong on the PS2. <laughs> what? What? Flat, flat, lifeless, and undeveloped? Yeah. Yeah, right. I went there. Yes. I fucking went there. Yes. Come at, come at me, Ruby fans. I only watched the first three <laughs> seasons, and guess what? The ending of season three was so shit, it made me not want to watch it again. Funny oh how that God. works. It's so funny. Anyway, moving on. Um. Yes, let's see. Uh, bu 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 yeah, that scene, like, I have my notes, like, it's bad. I thought it ruined the moment, the fucking, the CG. Like, even the perspective change, I'm not sure, like, I don't even know, like, if, say they didn't do the CG, and it was just done as it was normally done. I don't even, I guess, know how you could do it, actually, if not in CG, but say it was possible and they did it. I don't know, I just, it would have, like, broken, kind of, the immersion for me anyway, because there's not been any first person heretofore, and it, I wasn't really set up for, a, like, an eerie moment. It just kind of cut from, I don't know, another conversation. Like, I was just, I, I, I was not I, a fan of the choice. I get its inclusion, Saw, because, like, this is a point where suspicions start really running rife. Like, you know, Gilda yeah. and Dawn and all that. Like, who's the traitor? Who's the who's the person who's going to, you know, sell us out? So I get that. Mm -hmm. But what the actual scene looks at through the eyes of this person until we find out it's just Emma is buggery fuckery all. Mm -hmm. we're, not seeing, yeah. we're not seeing, like, following someone in the distance. Mm -hmm. We're not seeing, you know, anything like where they're going. Like, is it someone's room? Is it rifling through, say, Ray or Norma's possessions? Right, is it an we adult? Don't see... Yeah, that's yeah it doesn't deliver anything to us it doesn't deliver on its own tension it's just look at this cg thing and then oh wait well guess you know, what? You know what that means right there is a f not not necessarily fully modeled but there is a decently modeled and texture 3d model of this house now hmm. someone get this out to the public Oh shit! Are we gonna are we gonna have an RE seven mod? The Promise oh Neverland. Yes. <laughs> right. Trickster yeah. brings up a, a good point in chat that um, you know that they like one of the other things Norman says in his like sort of what do I call it his plan he's proposing action he mentions like that we need to leave before winter like we knew there was a calendar we knew you know. That sort of thing, but we know now that there are seasons, which, I mean, mm -hmm. that's an interesting tidbit, right? There's a, a piece of the world they're revealing, because, you know, in October, I don't know, the weather still seems pretty idyllic there on the farm, so I guess it's good to know that there's, like... I mean, maybe they're near the equator, but yeah, winter would generally, I guess, it'd be worse. But, mm -hmm. like, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm interested to see, like, what kind of winter, because that would kind of mean... Uh, they probably, if, if if it's especially bad winter or something like that, they might not be able to play tag or something. So what do they do around that time? Yeah. It's Australian winter. It's tag pretty much scorching. <laughs> like 45 degrees Celsius every day. Oh, oh my God. So th that scene could have been, like, there was stuff about it. I have a lot about this. So I think, again, I thought the soundtrack here was really good. There was, like, a xylophone and some kind of, like, deep, like, strings. And, like, the, the tone was, was deep and low. And I just thought it, that really worked for the scene. But, like, yeah, just visually, I was not feeling it. Um, 
Okay, so then, then we really get into it. The episode kicks it into high gear, uh, and the three kids have decided to tell Don and Gilda the secret. And there's a lot of stuff that is not necessarily, like, critical in terms of knowing what's going on, but just stuff that would enhance this moment, I feel, that is cut. Like, there's a, a really good scene between, like, Norman, Emma, and Ray. Like, they argue about whether or not that they're going to tell them and how much mm-hmm. they're going to tell them. And, like, they play it a certain way here, which I think by and large works in, in terms of, like, how much they tell them. But, like, you get to see in the manga... Emma is, like, pushing really hard to not tell them the truth. Which is a huge... I think it feels like that's more Norman's idea here. Because he volunteers the information first. Ray argues about it with him. But in in the comic, you see them all three talking. And and, and it's a really fantastically drawn shot of Emma. Like, looking as fierce and intense as she's ever looked up to this point. Saying, now is not the time to tell them the truth. And it's a scene I love, and it got cut! <laughs> in favor of CG stairs. Whoops. In favor of CG stairs. Yeah. I, I will say this, though. I actually genuinely thought this scene was the best bit of the episode. Not just for its mm-hmm. content. Oh, I yeah. Mean, first off... It's awesome. Like, yeah. First off, it delivered really, really well on the reveal. Like, the stages of denial that Don goes through Gilda's own intervention... Admittedly, mm-hmm. her line where she said she loves mom so much, why would she lie about mom delivering them to me did confuse me a little bit. But whatever. Yeah, in, gen- in general, Gilda's reaction, because she doesn't get shocked, she kind of just looks down as if she knows already. Mm-hmm. And yeah. her reaction in general and how she kind of tries to convince or like, you know, the, the kind of uh, very like on the spot reason or like way she kind of tries to convince Don. It's like, oh, she loves mom. She wouldn't do the thing. Yeah, exactly. Basically, like, um, characterizes her and kind of gives some, some like, insight on what she's doing. Yeah. Don's reaction is he slowly accepts the truth he's been told. Yeah. Half fiction, though it is, um, is really well done. His facial expressions are great. One really nice directional touch I like that also foreshadows what happens later, by the way. Um, this is in the library, and the four... Uh, Don, Gilda, Emma, and Norman are both on the ground floor and around the table. Ray is sat on top of like a balcony area or so- a set of like those ladders you use to check out big bookshelves. Yeah, yeah. And he is never, to my memory, framed in the same shot as the other characters. He's always nope. separate. Mm-hmm. And he is literally like, this is perhaps me on the nose, but he is literally above all this shit as far as he is concerned. He wants no part of it. If it erupts to him, it would just literally be him, Emma, and Norman going. And not getting anyone else involved because they're all a fucking liability as far as he's concerned. Yes. Which grain of truth snap, as we discussed in the previous episode, doesn't mean you shouldn't take everyone with you because otherwise they are just going to become, you know, so much uh, McDonald's Big Mac for the demons. So there we are. Oh yeah. So Ray, <clears throat> you're right, Tracer. Ray is very much not like a liar in this. In this, as far as this goes, like he wants to, like, not sugarcoat anything. Like, yeah, why... so somehow, somehow Ray is kind of show. It, it's not even like sugarcoating. He's kind of somehow showing more 
empathy than Norman. Yep, 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 yep. Which is mm-hmm. something you don't even expect of Ray up until this point. Yeah, yeah. It's a di- yeah. It's like a different. I I think like I think all three of them have empathy for Don and Gilda and the other kids. It's just like definitely. You know, you have Ray that does not want the pain of telling them Santa Claus is not real. Mm-hmm. But uh, but the others are like, uh, we'll, you know, the noble lie is fine. Like, we will, like, tell them whatever we have to do to save them. And as long as they're alive, like, they can hate. In fact, Emma has this thing. I don't think she says it in, I don't think she says it in the episode, but she's very much like, I don't care if they hate me let- later. They'll be alive and we can figure it out. Like, just yeah. whatever we have to do to get them in the tent. <laughs> yeah. Ray's response, though, does have a more primatic element, which is that, you know, if the kids later found out they did lie about, you know, well, trust you. Your fate, yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's the trust element. So there's a lot of layers to this. Yeah. Really, really like, you know, like qualities of leadership, right? Like, what what do you want to do? Um, mm-hmm. This is a really telltale game we play through. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is like the this. Ray, this is, Ray will remember that the three people in Fate Zero talking at a table. <laughs> Ray will well, remember that. Wait, Wait Ray, Ray will yeah. remember. Right. Of, of course. course, it took me a second, but yes, Ray will remember that. Um, yeah, Ray says, "Don't give him false hope." You have Gilda, who like yeah, Vorg, you know, summed this up really well. Like, she has been she's very observant, um, and. Like, in the anime, I feel like that's telegraphed really, really hard. Like, Gilda's watching, you know what I mean? Whereas, um, I mean... I, Giant glasses. Yeah, it's the case in the manga, but um, I don't know, just something about maybe reading manga, like, those sort of foreshadowings, like, I guess the fact that you can kind of pace your own way through it, like, you can read over it really quickly and get to the next thing, it doesn't feel as in your face as, like, a five-second shot in the anime would do. Um, mm. but, but yeah, like she's been saying like, oh, like Emma is acting kind of weird with the babies. Look, you know, she didn't know she's looking for the tracking device, but like something's weird here. And she's saying weird things out loud. And then she admits like, you know, I noticed when you guys didn't come back from the gate that night that Connie got shipped off, like you acted totally different than you normally would. You would have apologized to mom the next day and been fine, but you never did that. You never told her. So she's been taking notes and internalizing all this and has been really anxious about it. Like, whenever we've seen her, she's been kind of uh, nervous and looking down. And the fact that she's able to, like, let it all out here and hug Emma, and then later on that happens too, like, that was really, that felt really good. Mm -hmm. Um, I really liked that. And we get Uh, a moment of them both talking together in the bedroom afterwards, mm -hmm. like, business as usual. Yay! You know? Yeah. Hey, mm-hmm. for now, anyway. Yeah, for now. they're adorable. They're so cute. Um, and during this whole uh, scene, like Final Fantasy VIII music is playing. I'm pretty sure, and it's great. <laughs> it's really good. I feel like they're walking around Balam Garden, and I love it. Oh um, God! Now that you said that, <laughs> now that you said that, every time I see a scene of all the kids together doing shit, I'm just gonna hear that. Do do do. Yep. Oh, it's nothing to me. I don't understand them. I'm safe. And then, and then, and then of course, when things get serious or melancholy, I'm just going to hear Final Fantasy VII's Anxious Heart theme, the one that plays in Midgar. The really, like, somber, like, you know, violin piece. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. Doc, you you polluted my head, cat. <laughs> you fuck. No, it's good. It's good. It's not pollution. It's it's good medicine. It tastes bad, but it'll it'll heal you. It'll make you better. So, oh god. Then we see, uh, you know, we we see uh, a big old red herring, Gilda, getting out of bed, putting on her glasses, looking all like some. Her expression you could kind of like I guess interpret as menacing, but it ends up being she really just does is afraid. And she doesn't want to like wake Emma up. Um, and she... how Emma's even sleeping through any of this? By the way, I was no. genuinely surprised that I know. not nine. 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 She wasn't kind of. sleepy. She was pretending to be sleepy. Oh, she I'm, just refer- no, I, I'm referring. I'm referring generally, just throughout. Okay. Right. That's and... fair. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's loud at night. No one. No one has mastered their inside voices yet. Which you think if you were running a daycare, that'd be the first thing you teach everyone. Use her inside voice. So now that so now that you're saying this, oh, you know, but it's obvious that she's kind of scared. Wow, it really dawned on me. But go on, go on. Okay. Continue, continue uh, describing this scene. But wow. Okay. All right. Um. So we see her get out of bed, and then we have a hard cut to a note being slid underneath Mom's door. Um. And I, I really wanted that note just to Not say something. Not a note being slipped. Gilda is slipping the note. It shows it in the next shot. No, Wait, no, it, it no? does not. Yes. No, it shows. It Gil- you don't see. No. You don't see. Uh-uh. You don't see who it is. No. You don't see who it is. You, the next shot what? is is the next shot is Gilda knocking on the door of Crone's room. Excuse me. Wait. Yeah, very I much. Mean, I don't wait, but I'll rewatch this shit. Okay, so here's no, what. You, yeah, here's what. Here's how we know that it's here's and and we know it's not Gilda because there's a scene. Uh, oh, I didn't write it down. I should have talked right, about this. I, I, so I, the, right, the, right, the okay. rope I, scene I, I, where I know what you mean, but I thought like basically Gilda slipped the note and mm-hmm. then went to see Crone. Okay. So here's yeah. here's how you know that she didn't do it is because Norman and Ray are talking. And they're like, well, what if they're still traitors? Like, what if one of them is the spy? And Norman says, well, what I will do is I will tell Gilda where I've hidden the rope. I will tell her it's in location A, and I will tell Don it's in location B, but I'll really have it under the bed. And then we see the note Mom opens up that says rope is under the bed. And who knows it's under the bed? Not Don, not Gilda, only one person, Ray. I, I so thought, I then thought we know Ray's like, the traitor. That's what we know. Right. Okay, I thought, because I'm misremembering this quite heavily, uh, that basically um, uh, Norman says to Ray, okay, I'll tell Don that it's under the table, uh, that it's under the bed, I'll tell the dude. I don't think, uh, whatever. I think, I think, I think you're both misremembering, because I don't think that, I don't think that Norman told Ray, like, you know, I'm going to deliberately misdirect Don. Because otherwise, why then would Ray do that? You know, yeah. that note because then he no, was he get did. found out. Well, no, 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 he did. He said, um, "No, I think he did say he was going to tell." No, I don't. I don't believe he did. I think he literally said, ex- "Like, you know, we'll okay, tell, we'll bed- tell Gilda it's here, yeah. and we'll tell Don it's yeah, here." Yeah, that's it. The, and he then didn't no say, matter. Yeah, I, I, that's, that's what he said. Yeah, 
And then he no, didn't say he was going to mislead him. And then no, he well, did. He, no, he but, no, but he totally did because he said the rope will really be in the bed. And then then Ray says, "Well, like, what if they find out you're lying about this uh, or whatever?" And he says, "I've got something for that. Like, it's not a big deal." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So and then uh, so it's what, really what sort of happened, okay. Go ahead. Because I rewatched this right now, and I thought basically. Um, Gilda was slipping the note, and I thought basically Gilda is like kind of recruited by mom and then accidentally gave the wrong location. Is like, okay, I'll just mislead mom or whatever, mm. um, or something like that. But they yeah, definitely so, want you to think that they want you to think it's Gilda they, putting the note, yeah, yeah, that, because I mean, yeah, they showed her right next, like right in the next scene, mm-hmm. um. Okay, let me... Sorry, that went nowhere. Uh, let me watch the <laughs> thing. Okay, well, how about this? Um, I, uh, yeah, need, yeah, yeah, yeah. I need okay, to use... so a trap. He says, I'll tell both of them where the, where the rope is hidden. Um, I'll tell Don it's under my bed. I'll tell Gilda it's in the ceiling on the second floor bathroom. That's what he says. Yeah, he never says he's going to mislead Don. Oh, yeah, well, okay, I, what I what see. I, think you're, I what see. I think you're getting. You're getting it from the manga. <laughs> okay, well, I jumped, like ahead. I jumped ahead because... You jumped ahead. The re- well, yeah, the Mordor reason... doesn't tell Don. Exactly, and so he knows, possible. right, so Ray thinks Ray thinks he has implicated Don, but um, but Norman actually gave uh, gave Ray false information because he suspected him as well. Mm-hmm. It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. So Norman thinking ahead of everybody. That's a minor spoiler, but like that, it explains why in the end he turns and says, "No, Ray, the traitor is you." Uh, mm-hmm. And and again, it's something that Shadon talked about. This like Ray being shown apart from everyone, uh, and just his kind of nature in general. Like it's why Norman says is asking Ray later in the episode, "Hey, why do why do b- traitors betray their friends?" Why do you think? And like, then Ray sound like, <laughs> no, Ray's just straight up is like, well, there must be incentive. He must be offering, Ice cold you know, motherfucker. like, and, and yeah, and and then uh, he goes and asks uh, Emma, hey, if there's a traitor, in, when, when we find the traitor in our midst and they've sold us out, what do you think we should do? And Emma, uh, champ that she is, is like, well, we should take him with us, no question. Norman mm-hmm. taken aback by this, right? Uh, why? Like, well, many reasons. Um, firstly, their safety won't be guaranteed when we escape, <laughs> like, which is a pretty that obvious fine. conclusion. And then, like, I mean, she's just like, none of our, you know, I went through this whole thing, I, Emma, of suspecting Gilda on Ray's directive of suspect everyone. And I did. And and she, you know, we skipped over. We'll circle back around to Gilda talking with Crone. And that happened, but she came through. And it made me realize, like, all of my siblings, they're all good people. Everyone's just trying their best. Everyone's just trying to survive. And even if, like, someone has betrayed us on the the promise of something good or being spared something bad, it doesn't mean they're bad. They made a mistake, and they're good people, and we want them with us. I want to protect them. And I'm just well, like, it's, it's like, yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like I said previously, though, as well. It's something to keep in the forefront of your mind when you watch this show. They're fucking children. Mm-hmm. They're not adults. They're, like, children are easier to pressure into doing stuff. You know, they're easier to, you know, intimidate or scare, as we full fucking learn. 
you know, with Gilda and uh, Crone in the next scene that we're going to talk about. So, can we get can we get Gilda to replace Ray as the third protagonist? <laughs> can, can we have this dynamic, please? Please. <laughs> no, uh, Ray's, it's Ray. Gonna, Gil, Gil, there's. It's going to say Gilda was Ray all along. He's <laughs> just going. Oh my god! I predict if, if they kill Gilda within the next three episodes, I will die. I predict this is that, a pub, um, public declaration. Save Vorgelia. Um, <laughs> save Vorgelia. <laughs> We need to send a note in a black hole to the writer of this manga. You know, put it in the put it in the Bermuda Triangle. And be like, change your, you know, don't write this. Don't let it happen. <laughs> um, you do you do realize that based on Quantum Fury, this will not actually save our Vargelia. It will save a different, oh, a different one in a different timeline. No, uh, it doesn't work <laughs> like that. I'm sorry, grandfather paradox. Get fucks. So Fuck I'm sorry, me. I think you have some things incorrect, but okay, go. <laughs> So, um, shit, what were you talking about? Uh, oh, I was just gonna say, like, I predict that you will all continue to, um, be Be really, be really interested in Ray. Yeah. Be really, really interested in Ray. I fully expect him after he's found, he's found out to basically reevaluate his standing and not, like, become the kind of friend but basically try to look out for his own kind of um survival basically like now that he's found out mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so, I, so I, ex- I expect this to be a pretty like interesting dynamic with ray well i have, I, I have I a theory on <laughs> you don't get like a character like ray uh you don't establish him that much and then throw him out because yeah. he's a traitor uh, well, like, I think oh that... God, is the is the dude played by Tom Cruise going to die in that fight scene <laughs> five minutes into the movie? Mm, oh my God! I did wonder, they get Tom Cruise just for five minutes? Oh man! If it's a, if it's one of those Chinese bootleg films that be going around recently, quite possibly. Anyway, oh that's different matter. Um, I have a theory, by the way, before we get back to Gilda, um, about why Ray's done this, and it's not simply because he's trying to go for the you know the bad ending route of you know being promoted to an adult by selling them all out. I think he's trying to patsy Don in this because I think he's figured out that Don is a weak link. Oh, he, he totally, he, yeah. That's in, a... <laughs> in his own brain. He's it, not doing it to yeah. screw over Emma and Norman, but he thinks that if he, you know, patsies Don and gets him out of the way, there'll be a stronger group for it. Because bear in mind, how many times has he said up until this point, we should be taking everyone with us? And every time he's been shot down on oh, that. man. So maybe he's been forced into, you know, taking more indirect action or to, you know, force that particular issue. You know, if I can't convince my friends to sell to not take these fuckwits with me, then maybe I should forcibly remove them from the group. I can't wait for you to see what really happens. <laughs> I cannot wait. Oh my god, it's so like oh, this manga's so good. Um. Okay, so rewind the episode. <laughs> Back to uh, the point where where Gilda's leaving the bed and, you know, again, cut to the note under the door, cut back to Gilda knocking on Crone's door. And... Who is it? It's, it's me, tiny Gilda. May I come in? I don't um, like the, the... I don't like the act. <laughs> I don't like who I am in this act. <laughs> no, it's I bad. Saying, I, I, weren't, I, weren't, I weren't really ready for... <laughs> no, yeah, I didn't... Uh, <laughs> 
I have to say, I just, uh, I, I, I yes. I'm sorry. I no, and hey, yeah. I just, I, mean, I just yes ended you. I didn't think about where it was going. <laughs> I, I, tried, I tried to imagine what Vargelia's Chrome voice would be, and all I got in my I head was a, a, fi- a file, file not found, 404. Oh my like, god! Can't imagine it. Can it? Can. I don't know. Oh no! That's enough. No. I fucking. That's offensive. I'm sorry. Oh fuck! I dropped my microphone. I, I can't do voice. <laughs> this is on the internet forever. Poor Virgilia. I'm so sorry. It's okay. It's okay. I can't do this voice. She has a she has a weird voice. It's a very like it's a voice. Um. All right. Hello, children. <laughs> it's a Zybox. Come here. <laughs> Hello, Zybox. Are you going to now reprise the role of Sister Car? Are you going to take the place of? Are you going to be Sister Zyvox in yeah, the Promise Neverland? Of course he is. Half our game of tag. Zyvox. <laughs> I, I would trust I would trust Zyvox more than Mom or anyone else. Look <laughs> yes. after, like, you know. Yeah, you know what he's thinking. Yeah, you know, he's playing Gatch on his phone all the fucking time. <laughs> That's why he doesn't end up actually doing tag with anyone. <laughs> yes. Okay, Gilda. Yes, she's in the room and. She's like, oh, hey, Sister Crone. And Crone is like, oh, I'm glad that you've come talk to talk to me. Seems like she's like told her beforehand, come meet me here. Or if you have problems, come talk to me or whatever. And, you know, Gilda, we think what we're what we're thinking originally, right? If you're kind of totally like if you've bitten hook, line and sinker into their feints and stuff, you're like, look. Gilda's about to, like, either consciously or unconsciously betray the group. Crone's gotten to her. She's going to leak information to her. But what Gilda's actually really doing is, now that she knows at least part of the truth, and she's kind of joined up with the team, she is putting herself out there with Crone to, like, say, everything's fine. Leave me alone. We're good. (laughs) So, So did she... I guess she only started... Acting kind of weird after Crone uh, arrived. Okay, yeah, that's fair. I didn't, I didn't catch that. I thought like Crone was basically like prodding her in general about stuff, but maybe, yeah. Okay, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, Crone mm-hmm. has Crone has seen. I think obs- has observed um, Gilda, yeah. Gilda being troubled, and she's yeah, like, okay, I so I can I can have there it are, in there actual scenes of that in the previous episode. Yeah, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, okay. And Gilda's very much like, everything's good, thanks for your concern, uh, I'll be fights. on my way. And it, poor, uh, sweet, sweet Gilda doesn't know that by doing this, she has totally tipped her hand. And Crone is like, oh, so what you're saying is, Emma's told you everything. <laughs> because she's basically, she's like, I know, she being Crone, is like, I know Emma knows. And the boys know. And uh, and then it, Gilda cracks, doesn't take it in stride, you know, pauses in fear. You have Crone whispering, you know, in her ear, come to the dark side. Tell me everything. If you only Tell knew me. the power of the dark side. Um, and all that shit. Yeah, like, kind of trying, even, even trying to get a tiny reaction so that she has something I, to go off on. I enjoyed that, Shadon, by the way. I enjoyed that. Um, yeah, like poking, prodding. Um, and Gilda, 
thinks on her and feet Gil very Gil well. This is the full power of this fully <laughs> operational battle. <laughs> <laughs> Emma Sorry. peeks through the keyhole and says, "That's no moon." <laughs> well, uh, Gilda, this is just an orange. <laughs> Fuck, no man. The operational battle. <laughs> It's, it's, no, it's, it's a tangerine. It, it's literally just a piece of fruit. You, you can't scare me a piece of fruit. Sorry, I can't do this voice. Oh my god. I used to be able to do this voice. Oh dear. I've forgotten Go so ahead. many lines. Okay. Um, oh, come on. No, I'm, I'm not, not going to do, do it. No. Uh, you're not going <laughs> to no. do it. You're not going to do it. Joe, uh, baby, come yeah. over there. Out. Okay. All right. So. Yeah, Gil. I I thought Gilda actually like came up with a really plausible, uh, sort of qu- quick and dirty explanation of her behavior mm-hmm. in relation to Emma. Like, me and Emma had a big fight, but now we're good. Like, that's it. I'm like, yes. Like, you could like apply that as a theory to like all the behavior. She's been distant mm-hmm. from Emma. She's been troubled. She hasn't been talking. But yeah. now they're together. They're talking. It's great. Beautiful. The children, so, children yeah. fight. There yes, mm-hmm. and she leaves, and Emma the whole time is listening in, and she's just like, "Yes, yes, yes, my girl." I, by the way, <laughs> I by the way really, really felt kind of sad that they cut out a certain scene that I feel should have been there, which is just Gilda looking to her right and just seeing that torn up doll, going, "What's that about?" And then turns to <laughs> nothing, nothing. <laughs> Don't mind it, just like sweeping it aside with a leg. You, you have a, you have a decapitated doll with the the. Entire stuffing hanging from the head. Why is it that? It was like that when I got here. Why do people keep asking me about it? The collector's God. item. <laughs> oh gosh, but uh, but yeah. Then we then we go into the the whole like uh three card Monty rope double yeah. faint thing that we discussed. Yep. Where mm-hmm. you know Nor- Norman baits Ray and Ray oh falls for. Oh, uh, it's Are on you the traitor, Ray. Oh. <laughs> You're the chaser, aren't you? Please. Can we... Can we... No. On June 28th, I was at home playing video games. That's all. So, let me get this straight. You... Were you playing video games under my bed? Yes. Did you realize (laughs) I was giving you a length of rope to hang yourself with? (laughs) We have ways of making you No, officer, you I didn't steal your weed. Officer, no. <laughs> <laughs> officer Norman. Oh, we didn't take your weed. Oh, my God. Oh, that was we good. We can see the ironing board and the ketchup again. <sighs> and then and my shiny head. Ray, Ray, has, uh, Ray has not suspected that Norman is on to him and yep. took, took the bait, this... tried to implicate, uh, you mm-hmm. know, Don... Uh, by sending mom the note. Yeah, Norman fucking played this super well. Like, even... Yep. Uh, they they did this... I, I assume since you're kind of saying that stuff, like, they kind of hinted at it a bit more in the manga, or they showed it later, and you just spoiled it. But, like, there, as a viewer, there was no, like, indication that that was happening. They seemed, like, just, well, cool. Business as this, usual. This, it was very uh, surprising, like, in terms okay. of... Uh, like, no, Ray, you're the traitor. I was kind of like, what? Like, how? Um, what but then heck? I went back and reread it, and I was like, 
oh, wait a minute, I think I see what he's doing. And then mm-hmm. going forward, they explain it. And the next episode, they should have Norman explaining, like, I told you that I was going to tell Don under the bed. Actually, I told Don in the ceiling fan. And I told uh, Gilda, you know, in my drawer. But I made you Ray, think you talk in your yeah. sleep. <laughs> you idiot. I have to say, like, it, like Fargalian will agree with me on this. If you're a fighting game player, there's a, there's a name for this. It's called Yomi, which is predicting <laughs> Yomi. shit. And you got okay. layers of Yomi, okay. which yeah. is getting okay. like you know okay. one step ahead. Okay. okay. And okay. I think I think Norman's on a level of Yomi. I don't think even fucking Daigo's been on. Since so since since one one bag of rope was you know high up above the toilet and one was below the bed. Was this a high low mix up or? Yes. <laughs> yes, it was. It absolutely was. Fifty fifty. Fifty fifty. Did did he low profile Ray? I got yes. references. <laughs> I got references. <laughs> I think that's that's an excellent point to conclude the uh, episode somewhere, I must say. KO Oh uh, as part of it's funny, like when I was somewhat into the scene. Uh, around the time of Third Strike, they didn't call it Yomi. Like, Yomi, Yomi was so synonymous with Daigo Umehara, people just called it Ume. <laughs> Hello, Mary. Uh, you missed, you missed uh, VR jokes, interrogation scene jokes. So much. Uh, the fact that Crone sucks. Yeah, well, that's but we'll talk about m- that more after this. Oh I do need to take a break, so I'll, we'll be back oh, momentarily. Yeah. Hold on, folks.
or oh, I this is suck. And this is kind of. And this is kind of like hey, this is pretty great, but there are some things that really bother me. There's blemishes. How does there's, that work? That's there's shit sh- for my brain. There's shit in the corner. Fuck. <laughs> Welcome back, I'm by so the way, sorry. everybody. <laughs> We're live again. <laughs> you had that. You had that so ready. I'm like, okay. You've had some interesting life experiences. <laughs> Alright, so I believe we're going to go on Sashkin Pies now, right? Yes, so I was just reading the chat, trying to catch up a little bit. Yeah, let me hit the sounder, because I think we've talked about most of the stuff of the summary. So, now it is time to... Talking points. Talking points. Oh, shit. Do we need to change Doc's batteries again? Nope. Nope, I just had to... Yep, we're good. Okay, cool. Just had to take them out and put them back in. I'm like a Nest cart, just blow on me. Heyo. All right. <clears throat> Talking points. Uh, someone else besides me, please take over. <laughs> because I, I would like to do I'm some polls. <laughs> I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be up front here. I normally do have a lot to say, but like I, I think we've already. I've already covered what I want to talk about. But I will, however, throw this in. But let's. We may as well start talking about Crone again. Like, okay. I'm just gonna put it. I'm gonna put it out there, right? I am always of the opinion that if you're adapting your work and you find there's something wrong with the existing material, you have free license to change it as long as you maintain the spirit of the original work. That's, as far as I'm concerned, the way it should be when you do adaptation. You shouldn't just simply do a one-to-one translation or as close thereof, depending on the medium you're going to. If you have the opportunity to make something better by changing it, adding or subtracting to it, then that makes you, you know... A good, a good, you know, good adaptation, and you should do that. Uh, and here's the thing, right? I really like the Promised Neverland, but I cannot recall the last time I've seen something adapted where the existing thing was bad and they decided to make it worse. But here we have Sister Chrome, so fuck do I know? I'm, I'm ready to talk about Chrome. Okay, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. I think the like, is it, is it like, um. Is is it wrong to assume that they, since Dog pointed out that basically with this episode we're skipping a bunch of chapters already, like and we've skipped a bunch of stuff between episodes, so is it I guess wrong to assume that they are kind of trying to do this to characterize her? They're uh, not doing it very well. Like this kind of give have... her. Okay, so basically what I'm thinking is. She will not have as much time to be characterized as in the thing. She will not have as much time to kind of give the, uh, to kind of develop her kind of motivations and her plans and whatever. So they're basically, fuck it. Okay, she's a wild card. Let's establish that she's a wild card. And let's kind of do this in every scene that we can. And just to make sure that whatever she does next and however she fucks things up, because I think, like, basically... She's gonna fuck mom's plans out, like up, and let the children escape. Um, so whatever she does, then it's like, okay, you know, she's crazy. So that's why she did it because they didn't have that much time to develop her character, but they didn't have that much time to kind of go into some kind of a plot, something that she had. I I see where you're coming from, but the thing is, I'm I'm really really. I, I'm trying. About. I'm trying to rationalize this. Like, I, I'm not saying they're doing it in the best way, but like, why the heck would they do it? 
Yeah. Do they just think black black people are funny? Is that what they're doing? Like, I, um, I I'm not willing to believe that about people. Was the was the director a fan of Tyler Perry? Oh my god! Oh jeez, fuck! Yeah, exactly, exactly. What have right, you done? What have you done? Look, look, <laughs> what look, have you done? Look, look. right. Okay, here's the now. Thing, right? whenever people, whenever people are able to analyze this video and like uh, OCR equivalent it and and rip out the full text, this is going to come up in a search. Of Tyler Perry's name, <laughs> and I'm so angry at you for that. <laughs> I'm angry at the fact that I thought of it, but this is the thing, right? I've just torn out my own earbuds on accident. I like, like, like this is an anime, but Crone is literally a cartoon character. I know that sounds strange to say about an anime, but it's true. And here's the thing, right? Let's take let's take this back. Let's take this back, right? Okay. Now I've been told that by yourselves that the doll is an anime new thing. Yep, and on paper, I confirmed that I get... today on my like quick on... reread. Uh, yeah, on the on paper, I get the idea behind that because in manga, um, you can use a lot of internal monologue, and I think that's the case in um, the Promised Neverland. There's a lot of internal monologue that is now externalized. So for me, I get the idea behind that in that it's someone she can talk to, and that way it's not just simply her standing in a room or sitting down and it's just like in a monologue and, all, and also basically the, the, doll is, the doll is like oh that's why she wants to be a mom because she has a weird complex with thing again because we yeah. can't like we can't give her that much character we can't um like kind of give them that much screen time and uh show her motivations and stuff because this is right. shorter or whatever and that's yeah. if if that is what they're implying, like with the doll, which I feel like is a, a pretty good um, guess about their intentions. Like that is way farther than they go in the manga. There's nothing, nothing really in the the manga as sort of overt that would indicate that she would be a bad mom. She wants to be a mom, like that's her chief motivation. Like she wants to climb this ladder and be have a house and be secure. Um, but there's nothing apart from like her kind of general interactions and kind of the, the chilling nature of her character at times that would indicate that she'd be a bad mom. There's, she's not like ripping the heads off of dolls or anything. And so I think a lot of what you said, well, I think I agree with both of you. Like, so conceptually as Vorg is furiously hacking, uh, the banks, um, like conceptually, uh, I see what they were trying to do because upon rereading the first 12 chapters this morning, like, I like the, I, I figured, or I, I think I discovered about myself that I like the way they characterize Crone because she feels an awful lot like Mom in terms of her coldness. We get to see a lot in her in her mind, like she's more strategic and less emotionally volatile. She's not ripping dolls off. She's not screaming into the night. She's thinking ahead. That scene where she they have the confrontation, mom and crone, in the anime, I thought that was just like, that was super cringe. Like that felt like a master-slave dynamic. Like yeah. she's all standing at attention, sweating bullets. Mom is like, be a good girl and you can have what you want. Wearing that like. particular outfit? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it felt like way grosser. Whereas in the manga, she's like, she's putting on this front crone is of ignorance while in her mind, you see like, she's planning things out. She's thinking about what she wants to do, 
how she's going to mm-hmm. do it. She gets yeah. fucking freaked out at the end when, and when I say freaked out, I don't mean she's bouncing off the walls, but like you see an expression come over her face of like pure like dread when mom says like, don't make any more mistakes in the future or, mm-hmm. you know, bad stuff is going to happen. Well, this is, and you this hear is like in the background, it's like, it says doom. <laughs> like, so this, this is, um, this is where in a monologue can be quite useful though, because like you can have like, you know, Chrome's outer actions contrasted with more cool and, you know, calculating inner mind, like, you know, that makes it more of a front. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's something. And like For me, and so I figured just, uh, sorry, I just wanted to just finish up and actually, so just to say that conceptually, I think what they were trying to do is I think that the, the directors were like, these characters are too similar. Like, we don't need Crone to be a sympathetic character here in their mind. We don't need Crone to like convey more stuff about adults in the world or whatever, and, in the same way that mom would like we need crone to be different so she'll stand out and i don't know make more sense as a character i guess is what they were thinking we need her to stand out from mom and not be like a, just another version of mom the only the only real thing that sets them apart like their demeanors and and stuff are so similar is like mom is never like proactive she's very much like a planner behind the scenes and crone is doing tag she's kind of active and running around and making moves yeah. and that's the in, only indeed thing in, this, in this episode the only time that mom is actually looking at the kids is from behind a window mm-hmm. so there's there's that i mean here's the way here's the way i would have done it first off i would have completely redesigned the characters to not have the fucking you know exaggerated features <sighs> absolutely unnecessary doesn't need to be there so there's your aesthetic change immediately secondly I am still very much of the opinion this material would be stronger if it was filtered, or rather a lot of the knowledge that comes about is filtered through the characters rather than being delivered to the audience separate. Like the scene mm-hmm. we get of Crone and Isabella. I disagree slightly. Crone mm. uh, and Isabella, like, you know, talking on their own. Like, take, for example, the scene where Crone is talking to the doll. I said it before and I'll say it again, I think this would have been better if one of the trio, maybe Emery even, was listening at the door. And then that sells the terror. Like, who the fuck is Crone talking to? She can't right, in that sense, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's what I mean. Because these are children and they're dealing not only with regular adults who are regular, quote-unquote, uh, who are in, in of themselves malicious and evil and want to, you know, do them harm, well, they are dealing with demonic-looking creatures, creatures that could conceivably conjured from a child's nightmares. And that's why I think they've missed a trick here by filtering this through the characters' experiences and their knowledge. Like, you know, getting them to pass it for us as the audience rather than us learning things separately. I said it before, like, you know, with Franks and all that, like, there's a difference between revealing the big twist early and revealing it late. And for me, um, revealing it early means it's better to pass it through the characters rather than the mm-hmm. So to address what Trickster asked and, and what Cordelia is responding, responding to in chat, chat, I don't think it was an, an intentional reference. I'm just saying what the scene felt like to me an american and yeah. and are they and and i would say like that handling like <laughs> that if you're going to handle a scene like that like intentionally or unintentionally like kind of ca- as as tactlessly and guilelessly and and carelessly as they do like i don't know 
I they would shouldn't have done it. <laughs> I didn't like yeah. the way they well, did it. It didn't it, feel it didn't make me feel yuck uh in the manga. They had that same one-on-one showdown, but um again Crone was cast in a different light um and while, while still being uh subordinate she mm-hmm. didn't feel it didn't feel I'll just say it didn't feel like a master slave thing. It just it felt like um you had a kind of rebellious subordinate trying to get what she wanted and undermine her superior who she hates just because she has stuff and and uh, just because Isabella has it and Crone doesn't and she doesn't yeah. understand why that's the case. One other thing like I think I'm going to I'm going to be fair here to the author the original author of the manga because it's problematic in the manga as well as much as it is in the adaptation. I think this is much like it is with a lot of problems out with Persona and other stuff. It's a fault of hubris. I think that in this case, they always portray Crone as monstrous and didn't realize, unfortunately, that the Venn diagram of drawing him that way as monstrous also, unfortunately, overlaps with the giant circle that's labeled racist. So there you go. Um, but again, the thing again is, I think, like, oh, go on. Let me, let me finish. Um, but for me, if they wanted to do that, there's a better way to do that, which is not to use exaggerated physical features. There's a very distinct difference between the humans, uh, the adult humans, and the demons. And I think that's a key part of this. It's why I made the Pan's Labyrinth comparison in the first episode. Because Pan's Labyrinth was all about humans can be just as cruel and malicious and evil as actual monsters. Despite the fact that they look no different than you or I. So that's why it works with Isabella, because she is the one who's delivering these children to these creatures for fucking, you know, chicken McNugget snacks. But it doesn't work for Chrome because the exaggeration takes out that. It would be best if she was drawn as plainly and as regularly as possible to help sell it in the same way it sells with Isabella. That she's just a regular person doing cruel and inhumane things because human beings can be cruel and inhumane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sim- yeah. Sim- simple as that. Yeah. Simple as fucking that. Yeah. Um, so... Like I said, in terms of a concept, I get why they, they did it, but like I think the execution has been um, pretty Sloppy. pretty not great. Um, like as a concept, they clearly had something in mind. Like they they're clearly trying to compensate for something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, I, like I mentioned in the chat, like the diversity isn't a very big part of the Japanese anime industry. I highly doubt there's any people of color there that could actually go, hey, that's not cool, actually. Well, the thing is, they've already got it right in this show by having drawn Don the way he is. That's the fucking, also the maddening thing. Don showed up for like five minutes in the entire thing. But no, he's, we've seen it before and he's been drawn perfectly regularly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my, that's my point. We're happy. He's, he's, a reg, he's as regular as the rest of them, so I don't, I, like... That to me is the evidence that that they you want to use those elements to show that she was a monster. Unfortunately, they just didn't think about how that would read to other audiences. I mean, we've had this mm-hmm. discussion in chat about like, you know what it's like to live in Japan, maybe not know people of color or even know like you know the imagery from you know older Western media, like you know Christ fucking stuff on marmalade. Us <laughs> back in the UK, we had gollywogs back on their way back when mm-hmm. Emily will probably know about that. They got banned. Their racist characters, noddy like the fucking kids. Mm-hmm. Fuck racist characters in that. Like it's still relatively recent, but this is like from Western media. Yeah. So 
Right. Uh, here's the thing, right? It boils down to this for me. I totally get why this happened. I understand how it happened, but it does not excuse it. That's the difference here. Yeah, doesn't I mean I agree with it in the slightest. Yeah. Can I just make a clarification also? I'm not, like, arguing that they should be excused from criticism uh, because they lack diversity and they couldn't have known better. The lack of diversity, the their kind of ignorance on this thing, almost willful ignorance, like, is definitely yet another point of fucking criticism. Yeah. Like, definitely criticize them for everything that they've done to this character, but also, like, for having this piece of shit industry that would not really have enabled them to, do, to even know about other shit. So, yeah. Luckily, like, well, you know what? I'll just say, do we, stop, Cro- do we stop talking about Crone? Crone is not in the is not going to be in this entire show. <laughs> so at I some mean, point yeah, we can. I, I, I we'll imagine, be able to I imagine like when they leave, Crone is not going to be a very big like sort of thing, especially if as I'm as I'm asking or asking, fuck my life, as I'm kind of predicting. <laughs> Sorry, as as I'm kind of no, I mean I had to pause and fuck my life. <laughs> <laughs> How, how, was like that. how was it? How was it? You know what? Were you smoking afterwards? <laughs> uh, was it good for you? <laughs> was it good for me like it was for me? <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, you know, if they say that the first time is the best time, it wasn't that great. Ugh. Anyway. Can I Sorry. also just write? Anyway, I, I like as as I was as I as I was kind of predicting, quote unquote, magical girl Virgilia mm-hmm. uh, with the psycho powers. Um, I, I assume like kind of Crone's plans, plans. I'm giving her the like you know, the manga sort of characterization where she does have plans. I'm, I'm assuming kind of Crone's plans and actions will di- indirectly foil mom's plans and will allow the children to escape mm-hmm. or like mom will have an ace up her sleeve and crone will kind of fuck it up unintentionally or intentionally and mm. she's gonna just go away so like okay um to respond to chat again um i think none of us here are under any illusions that like anime's treatment of people of color has been or probably will be in the immediate future, great. It's been, to be kind, spotty. To, to be frank, it's been shit. It's been real bad. Um, ignorance, you know, insensitivity. Sometimes, in some cases, maliciousness. Um, like, I, I question uh, Akira Toriyama's Dragon Ball, like Mr. Popo. Like, what, oh, are, what are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? So, like, yeah, we we all know that the history is there. It's just, like, I don't know. It kind of continually comes up in these new things from occasionally. And it's just disappointing. And, look, we have, a, uh, we have an audience. Some of them may be watching anime for the first time. Some of them may be interested in how, you know, we, our little old selves, think about this sort of thing. And we just want to put our opinions out there as, you know, as used to this kind of stuff as, as, uh, as we may, we may be. And I also totally disagree that like 
they were that the anime people were thinking about like oh yeah like american slavery like master slave like let's do i don't think they thought about it at all i oh, think that they just J- fumbled it don't even get me don't even because get me like if they Japan thought it, that concept well i, th- I just think oh, they fumbled God. it and and fucked it up and didn't realize what they were doing because if they thought about it that would imply that they were trying to say something with that scene and with the character what the fuck <laughs> were they trying to say <laughs> mm-hmm. what was the intentionality there i mean was it to say like i read a book about slavery like that's not that's Sorry, like I'm not, I'm not into that. I think it's actually more charitable. You know, Trickster is saying, like, I like to think the best of people. I think it's actually more charitable to say, look, these guys just didn't know what the fuck they were doing, and they dropped the mm-hmm. ball. Like, that I happens. Think so, too. And that does, that does not excuse them. Nope. No, they should... It does not uh, excuse them in the slightest. What, like, no, wait, when they're going to make that art, they should figure that shit out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. All right. Because I mean, it's not like I'ean, because they're. I mean, and people will be like, "Oh, what are you saying? Are you trying to censor artists? Like, can they not?" So like, again, they're not trying to say anything. <laughs> I'm saying if you they know, you know, if they want to make a point, because we're not. It's it's not like taking your anime away. We're not use, censoring anything. We're complaining. Yes. yes. We're using the free speech <laughs> yeah. to complain Let's... about the thing that you can just watch. Yeah, us three, you know, miserable curmudgeons on the internet with a small <laughs> audience. I'm totally, we're totally going to take that thing away from you. Absolutely, like mm-hmm. it's a fucking toy that you got at Christmas. And, yeah, and we're not advocating anyone else do that. Standing my hand, there's your anime. It's in my grasp. <laughs> I took it. I took it. Freeze. It's gone. No, we're, we're oh, totally... Like we're that's it. That I got it. It's in my pocket. Yeah. I'm not... I don't think any of us are saying, like, hey, guess what, artists, like this subject is off limits or taboo. But what we are saying is like, if they make it without any understanding of what's going on, or they say something shitty or whatever, like mm. we were going to like call mm. them on it. <laughs> That's mm. it. You know, mm. I wonder, this is making me think of another show, <laughs> but I'm not going to say it out loud because fuck that turgid piece of shit. What, what, <laughs> I, what I think builds Franklin. up, builds up the kind of, uh, sensitivity to things is actual like contact with those things. If all they did was just kind of consume some garbage, like American media or whatever, and saw representations of people they've never seen or like in their real life, they've never interacted with, never done anything with. Yeah. Obviously, they're not going to be as sensitive to their portrayal yeah. as if they were actually kind of, they knew someone like that. Yeah. Or like they mm-hmm. were working with someone like that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's very obvious, a personal story. I'm transgender. It's not very, it's not very um, uh, like, e- like difficult to understand. But I, when I was younger, is like, is that kind of like misunderstanding, that kind of fear of like not knowing mm-hmm. shit? I thought they were gross. Like, I never knew any one of them. They looked weird, whatever. If I saw some kind of representation of transgender people in media, I would be like, oh my God, what a gross character. They deserve it. But like when actually meeting someone like that, I kind of started completely reconsidering my view because, hey, like, you know, this is a normal person. I fucking like this person. Like, what the heck? Mm-hmm. Uh, it completely changes your worldview to have interacted with someone like that and to Absolutely. have someone like that in your life. Mm-hmm. So yeah, when I, I say willful ignorance, yeah, I, I really do mean it because it's like 
fucking these people probably don't work with people of color probably don't know any of them so they just don't have like the kind of prerequisites to build up that kind of like sensitivity to shit and they don't even try they don't even i don't i don't know if they don't even know that this bothers people or yeah. maybe they don't even right. care hey it bothers some westerners who cares yeah mm. yeah and <sighs> like what yeah we're uh this is a pandora's box of all kinds of problems yeah. I will round off this discussion from my perspective by saying this. I was saving this for a different topic, the show that will not be named. But I'm going to just throw this out here now. You can write in fiction about anything you want. If mm-hmm. you want to write about Nazis, for example, you can do. And I'm going to go one further, but you've got, please let me finish this point because I know it's because sound control just hold out on this, right? You can even write that Nazis are great. You can do if you want. There's a visual However, novel that, that did that recently. Wait, 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 wait please let me finish. Okay. I'm asking to Okay. Right? However, however, if you write something like that, there are consequences to how people mm-hmm. will react to it. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. You can write, you know, all the kind of Nazi propaganda shit you want in which you're in favor of. And then you have to then own the reactions that people have to that. You can't write in willful ignorance. It's impossible. You have to have a smarter and wider worldview. I mean, this was the thing I was arguing about with that show, which is, that, you know, you can totally write that it's okay to own slaves, as this show purports. You can do that if you want to, but you then have to own and be ready for the reactions to that. Mm-hmm. Works of fiction do not sprout out of the earth completely devoid of authorial involvement. You don't plant an idea in the ground and have it sprout into a manga, video game, film, whatever you want to call it. It doesn't happen like that. That thing that you see at the start of every fiction book you read, which says this is you know, not the author's opinions, that's legalese. It does not mean that it's not you know, completely divorced from the author's worldview. I've said this before about Austin Scott Card and his homophobic you know, worldviews versus his actual content. Um, all of the sorts of stuff about, out there about it. So... I'm just saying that if you want to be a good author, not only do you have to be good at actually writing and constructing your world and your characters and your narrative, you have to be responsible as well. And when I say that, that means that, yeah, you go write your Nazi propaganda if you want, where you're happy, you know, you want them to take over the world and all that shit. Just be prepared to own the reaction that people add to it and don't pretend otherwise that you didn't plan for it. Nishigori, you shit. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry, Shadon. I I totally wasn't gonna like interrupt you and go on a tangent. I just like when you said that, I was like, oh yeah, Desiree, the visual mm-hmm. novel. I just <laughs> just a quick reference to that because it is yeah. like a VN that's like about like you know I haven't like I I have not like played it and I haven't seen the anime adaptation. It's my understanding yeah. that it's pretty like that glorifies um the Nazis. So can, can you can you pronounce that again? The name of the thing. Can you just? I know. I have no idea how to pronounce the camera. It. Just, just one, once more for the camera. Dies array. <laughs> how do you how do you say it? Is it like a Latin word? Is it like D irai or something? <laughs> the S is not silent in Latin. Right. So, it's, it's, so is it crazy? It dies or is it D's? What is it? I'll let you figure it. Okay. Dicks irai. There we go. It's dicks irai. Let's move on. <laughs> so helpful. Um, the the IRA game. Oh, fuck. <laughs> New video from the IRA game. 
I've never heard anyone talk about this, so I don't really know how to pronounce. I just rely on other people D- pronouncing things. Deezer D- Ray Game of the Year Edition. Moving on. Yep. Um. Deezer Ray Human Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Deezer Ray Sons of Liberty. That <laughs> does not even work, but I just did that. Um. Uh, so that's that's actually the only talking point I wanted to bring up is just just to talk about like the differences between the two Chromes and you know um, talk about and we talked about you know midstream during the summary some other things that were left out um, and I, I appreciate why they're doing it and but even if I'm not like the biggest fan of some of the choices. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I, I've, did... I've actually thought of a talking point. Okay, okay. go for it. Okay, so think of it this way, right, folks? Characters that we have at the moment, uh, Emma, Norman, and Ray, the main trio, they're all um, 11. Yes? Um, those so, three, they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What, what the, this is just a theoretical thing here, but would the show lose anything by aging them up to be 16 or 17? Oh my god, are we talking about uh, like an American movie adaptation now? No, 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 no. I'm just talk- We're making an adaptation from Hollywood. They're now 16 to 17, and they're played by 22-year-old actors. <laughs> yes, right. Oh god. Oh, but, but so... Be playing Ray or something <laughs> shit right now. Oh my god. <laughs> fucking, fucking Tom Cruise playing Ray. Uh... Tom Cruise playing 16-year-old Ray. Emma. <laughs> we shouldn't bring him. <laughs> They're going to be a danger to this mission. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Tom Cruise's character in War of the Worlds, a story in which they were escaping from, you know, aliens that wanted to eat them. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, the reason... Okay. The reason I ask this is because, yeah. like, here's the thing. These kids are super smart, which is cool. I'm totally okay with that. But, like, with Ash Links in Banana Fish, like, you know, he was also super smart. I'm just curious, like, the show does not seem to be selling the element that they are as young as they are as well as it could be. This is why I said before about, you know, the whole monsters thing, etc. Um, viewed through children's eyes and, you know, experiences. Um, I'm thinking also a little bit of Coraline by Neil Gaiman here, which, again, childlike experience, you know, etc. So, basically, I think the question is not so much would the show be any worse for them being right. Asian, but more, is it getting any mileage out of them being children, to be quite honest? What I, what I think is basically it reduces, at least to some degree in the viewer's eyes, their capabilities. Mm-hmm. Like, you're more... Mm. Like, a 16-year-old can punch mom in the face and leave. Mm-hmm. Especially if you Joe's for Okujo. An 11, yeah. <laughs> He's 16. <laughs> oh my god. That's right. That's a good job. You know, you know everyone shipping Jotaro and Kakyoin? They're underage. Hey, guys. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, so there's, I'm, I'm there's that. Whatever. But, but what I'm thinking <laughs> okay. is basically, yeah, they're uh, like... Yeah, a 16-year-old can punch mom and, and fucking leave. I have right. no other point. 11-year-old years old are like more, I guess, like fragile in the eyes of the viewer. They right. can have they can do less things. Yeah. They can be believably uh, they're not kind of as physically strong. And be, what, be what believably so far is basically they're smart. 
and they're running like yeah. they're athletic and smart and that's basically their entire skill set it kind of limits them it adds some limitations to this game of chess mm-hmm. yeah they mm-hmm. can be more easily like mentally manipulated and like you said there's not going to be a scene where they like find a hidden cache of weapons and fight the monsters <laughs> Like in the banana fish, where Ash puts on the like bandolier or whatever bullets, and it's like, let's oh, wait, fucking wait, do wait, this. Full fucking, where he goes full fucking commando. Yes, this Ram- Rambo Four right here. Here's the thing, right? You're both entirely correct for mechanical purposes in terms of the narrative. You're absolutely right. It is, you know, limiting their abilities. It makes it more a game of wits. I mean, Ray was still going to shank a motherfucker anyway, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but I think for me. I feel a little dissatisfied that the show is not getting as much mileage out of this right now. This could very well change later, as it otherwise could do. I mean, I've mentioned a lot of stories, like in films and books, in relation to this material. Here's another one: uh, Philip Pullman's uh, Dark Materials trilogy. Have either of you read that? Yes. No. Do you think I'm okay. smart or something? <laughs> I think I, I think you are. Uh, yes. But anyway, we think you are. Think I also. I, have I also. I also think Not that have brain. Sorry, bye. You, I. It's my feelings on those books are they're very skippable <laughs> in terms of fantasy I'll literature. Be, I'll here's the thing. I'll be honest about those books. Like, I hate unskippable books. <laughs> Just open them up. Lose fifteen hours of my life. Uh, fuck. Uh, right. Uh, brief, brief shared reviews of books here. Right. You know. Those books, right, the world building was great. Uh, certain elements mm-hmm. of the mythology and the particularly Christian elements that throw into it, not to bag on Christianity, I'm just bagging on their uh, analogized interpretation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, not so fond of it. It sucked. Uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But here's the thing, right? Yes. In those, in those stories, like, the characters being children was a central conceit of their experiences and how they process the world. And how they process their events, like a lot of familial elements, you know, Lyra's anger towards her uncle, who turns out to be a dad, and, uh, you know, Carrie turns out to be a mum, uh, Will's own lack of parents, etc., etc. Now, not the same thing here, of course, as the kids don't seem to have any concepts of parents beyond the mum figure. But what I'm trying to get at here is that I think this material could be making more use of them being children as a way of, you know, how they handle their situations emotionally. Rather than it just being a limitation on their physical abilities, I want to see it challenge them emotionally as well. Because they have a very limited amount of worldviews of experience here. I mean, they've already been raised in a closed environment anyway. I'm just thinking it's missing a little bit of an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Now, with that said, we are only four episodes into this show. Yeah. So the moment they get outside, I'm fully anticipating some fucking Lord of the Flies shit. I'm totally thinking that's going to be going that way. We're a tenth of the way through the story as is currently constituted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, in the manga? Yeah. Chapter 123 just came out, and we've we've finished chapter 12 in the adaptation. This is one tenth. Oh my god, the rest is ten days long. (laughs) Yep. It's the it's the freeze of five minutes. (laughs) Yeah. So. I'm just thinking to myself, like, you know, if, if ultimately this element is just simply a mechanical one for limitations, and I do wonder, like, you know, if they might have been served bare by a... I don't know, it's just pitching it. I'm just thinking mm-hmm. it could be, make bare make use of what they've got to more accurately, or to more, you know, emotionally convey, like, the way that these kids act. Like, mm-hmm. when, you make, when you make characters that specific age, I just feel like you should probably 
use that element of their construction more. Um, Vorg, are you okay? Yes, okay. I, I tapped my mic. Okay, with just, my hands. It, it, it sounded much worse. Still. <laughs> um, first of all, uh, the second book in the His Dark Materials trilogy, named after my brother, the Subtle Knife. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is that is that all of your family members? The subtle something? The, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Look, I I don't know. I I really don't want to know about your brother's dark materials. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Leave them out of this. Oh man, I can't remember what the last book was called. It was the Golden the Compass. Amber Spyglass. Okay, yeah. The Amber Spyglass. Compass, knife, spice. Yeah. Um. Gosh, I haven't thought about those books in forever. The remember the thing that I hated about them is like, I don't know. Uh, at the time I was reading it, every, like, it felt like a very, like, he, Pullman has an axe to grind against Christianity, for sure, against um, uh, Milton and C.S. Lewis, and so that was kind of why he wrote this story, and it's, in the, it's the last book especially, it's, like, so transparent, he's, like, going after it, and he's, like, and God was a piece of shit. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, And then, then God walked up and said, hey, everyone, I'm a piece of shit. Like, it's so, like, just direct and no subtlety. Yeah. <laughs> for, for, given the second book is called The Subtle Knife, there's certainly something mm-hmm. not very subtle about its material and the point it's getting across. Yes. You um, plunge this knife into God. And certain, you know, bits of it here and there, like, yeah. in terms of Yeah, I mean, I read them. I could have stopped reading them if I didn't like them. It's a lot of uh, text, yeah. yeah. So I, it was enough to get me through. But like you said, like there's parts of it that I like. Um, but to address your point directly, um, we have seen in American slasher films that people will actively root against teenagers. So I feel like... <laughs> I feel this is like... not the answer I was expecting. <laughs> so, like, so that's a good fucking answer. When you when you write amazing. them as teenagers, when you write them as teenagers, it feels more artificial to have their characters be what they are. I don't think I would expect teenager uh, Emma to be quite the same. I don't expect teenage angst to fucking translate very oh, well wait, when wait, Ray wait, wait, wait. when Ray I grows just, I just up. Realized the promised Evangelion. No, no, worse than that. I've just realized if I got what I was asking for there, like, do you see this hand here? This, this hand is secretly a monkey's paw and it's going to curl up one finger now and you end up with fucking Frank's characters in Promised Neverland instead. And I would definitely want all those dipshits to die in that case. So yeah, you're entirely correct. You would just get, this would just be my Oiga. <laughs> the greatest show. The greatest show. I would prefer show. that over Frank's characters. Yeah. Piece. yeah, for sure. Ah, but, yeah, yeah, so like, be careful what you wish for, folks. We, I think like making them younger children makes this cooler in every way. I think it's mm-hmm. it's a good decision. I don't think, like you mentioned, you know, the question isn't if it would have been worse. I think it would have been different. It would have been a different, like a kind of different that I, I'm not sure if I would prefer to this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. fair. I think maybe my point is just more that they're not fully guessing maximal use out of the fact that they are at that particular age. Not quite it's... yet, because they haven't been in danger yet. Oh, but and do you, still, do you and, think... And still, you don't... You see their plans. They're basically like, we're not... They're not, we're gonna overpower mom. We're gonna, like, climb this piece of shit. We're gonna just run off. We're gonna, like, arm ourselves with weapons. Yeah. It's playing tag. It's running away. It's thinking about stuff. It's mm-hmm. what they can do. 
it limits their tool set so much that the entire thing would have been different just from the beginning if they were any other age. Yeah, it's like they have to worry about getting kids and babies out. You know, mm-hmm. like um, yeah. that would have been oh, a much I, I, easier I, I, obstacle to overcome if yeah. you know I, the youngest I, I, were older. I love triangle. I, I only see a love two love lines. It's Emma and and Gilda. Gilda. <laughs> right. Yeah. But that's mm-hmm. it. And so the, I don't see the triangle. The, the, what the, the heck are you talking about? <laughs> um, I don't think Ray is even, even interested in Emma in any way. I don't think Ray no. ever will be interested in anyone ever. Yeah, exactly, exactly. He sold them off like immediately. What the heck? Ray's a, yeah. a brooder. Well, my, my point, my point was more that like you know, mechanically, you're both entirely correct. They are getting like you know limitations in there. You know, they're using the games that children have, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I'm just thinking that they need to be more emotional, you know, childlike okay. emotions. This in, is and... oh, okay, okay, okay. You're saying uh, on their part, you want childlike emotions? Yeah. Okay, One that's second. interesting. All right, we'll we'll do a brief. We'll we'll hang out until Shadon comes back. Shadon's going to refill his ketchup. Here's a a brief interlude now. <gasps> Do you think if you wave a shiny thing in front of me, I'm going to be entertained? <laughs> Maybe. Is that the kind of... <laughs> can you show it again? I really love the... Yeah! Yes! Oh my god. Apologies, had to make a quick diversion away, but I'm back. Is that the side I need to drop in that I actually... <laughs> More I think about Oh my gosh, Shadon, you're here. Like... Holy shit, you have to see this. Doc, do it again. Doc, holy <laughs> no. no, no, no. No, no, no. Dude, you <laughs> have to see this. Holy shit. But you have... This will <laughs> give... <laughs> give you reason to go back and watch the VOD. The demonetized VOD. Um, so, um, the... Okay. <laughs> uh, the children, the emotional stuff... So I think, I think them being kids, and this could just be me, the dad, talking. But like, well, that you would know more than I would certainly. Uh, it it gets more like, you know, it, this is sort of related to my first answer about slasher films. I, like, kids just seem more vulnerable. Like everything they do yes. seems more likely to fail. Like more, you know, I I. You don't believe they're going to succeed because they're just a bunch of kids. I don't care if yeah. Norman's Won't smart. somebody please think of the children? And I, I worry about them every little thing. Like, they are so powerless versus these adults. You know, they don't have and their the hormonal strength yet uh, to fight back uh, or to be rebellious. Imagine Buff Ray. <laughs> Ray, Ray instead of reading. behind and just works out for five years. Instead of always reading, he's just yes. lifting yes. <laughs> under the tree. I, li- I, like, I like to imagine adult Ray, like, you know, like how he's got that hair bit over here? Like, it just currently goes down to just below, like, his mouth. I want to imagine it just continues to grow. This <laughs> down to his fucking knee, like a front ponytail. I never learned how to cut hair. <laughs> they come back and he's taken but over. But they have big muscle now. Emma! Norman! <laughs> I've taken over the house. Come in. 
We'll give you some protein shakes. I punched mom in the face. Now, just lift oh the books. God. Lift. Add more. Add more. Add more. Is now is now the time. Is now the time. <laughs> Make that a no, double no. dose of ketchup. <laughs> oh fuck! No, um, I'm man. So the kids, the, them being kids brings the fear out of me, for sure. Like, it, mm. it's a huge part same, of what, what kept me reading, like, continually. And I think that, um, I don't know, like, a uh, lot wait, of... Are you, the... are, you saying, are you saying the Promised Neverland is a roguelike? <laughs> I don't know because what that means. Hit, explain that one. What, Connect the dots. You, you, like, you die... Quickly and easily, and it's over. When you do, it's over. There's no saves coming. There's no restarting. It's just game over. Man, people people have been arguing about what is roguelike, what's a roguelite, you know, what other genres. Like Shadon just destroying it. Thank you for <laughs> just putting an end to that argument, dude. Here, here's Give it up for here. Shadon, honestly. Give it up. Give it up. He saved the world. I got one for you. All right, I'm gonna pour out some pour out some ketchup for myself. Rogue. I'm gonna pull one out. <laughs> Solve this riddle, my friend. Rogue light like. Like that, that's that's basically mystery meat. That doesn't mean anything. Like that's a non-term. Yeah. That's 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 like saying silent green. Like no. That's like when people call games free to pay or free to play to pay or whatever. I'm just like, fucking yeah. stop. <laughs> it, yeah. Come up with a new term. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Or when, or when EA says, you know, uh, added ser- value services instead of microtransactions. Yes. Yes. They say added value services. <laughs> I, feel like they, I feel like that's something they would say. I feel like that's something they would say. That's got to be something they say, surely. Uh, yeah. Purchases available. Fuck you very much. Yeah. So do you think the fear that they experience would be the same if they were older? Because I feel like, I don't know, there's something so, like, from under, when they're under the truck, to those parts where Mom and Crone are interrogating them. There's something about, like, the Definitely. Like, paralyzed yeah. fear of a child there that they, I yeah, think they get across really well. Intimidated. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, th- I, think, I think that maybe a little bit would have been... But not. I think the the age jump to something like sixteen or seventeen doesn't automatically negate your you know your ability to be utterly pants shittingly terrified. I um, think I, 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 okay. I, I know what you mean. No, 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 no. I, I, I disagree, and I'll tell you why. Because bear in mind again, these characters exist in this internalized world where they don't have access to the things that would desensitize you at that same age. Like, I might not be so afraid of gore or viscera anymore because of the fact that I've, you know, watched a lot of horror movies in my time. Not so for those kids. I think that it would still lessen the impacts of such things, certainly, but I don't think it's the same degree as it would for, you know, going from 11-year-old me to 17-year-old me. I mean, to be fair, I did watch Predator before I was 11, so that's certainly been fun. <laughs> Shapes the rest the of your life. Get to the chopper! Do it now! Dad, why is his arm missing? Oh, don't, no reason, son. Don't worry about it. It's like, uh, you, yeah, you just... think, you grow up thinking Carl Weathers is a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, ten, two cent thing just to throw in as a side here. I, 
I am absolute agreement. I do not want a fucking romance element in this whatsoever. The fucking children. It's a chess game. Fuck that. It's a chess game. They're family. It it doesn't mm-hmm. go in. It just doesn't work. It doesn't go in. And I'm saying, that's the worst choice of. That's the poorest <laughs> choice of words. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't go in the mix. Right. Like, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Insertion ah! fails. No, I'm not doing, I'm not doing this this is not my native language. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. You're okay. retreating to that <laughs> island now. That was a great excuse. Well done. Falling well behind done. the other wall. <laughs> right, right. I don't um, even play this game. Right, okay. Just just to finish off on the wrong thing, like, I would be alright with it in one circumstance specific. That is simply if the, the story beyond the confines of the show progressed until the point where they were older and when inevitably as things do because of hormones and shit that might fall into place as a factor and then that's something they have to deal with that presents some kind of divisions you know and jealousies rivalries etc etc yeah as it stands right now absolutely not no way not such a 10 foot barge pole fuck right off this is you know, the... you know what i'm thinking of right now i'm thinking of the vavitch the vavitch the vavitch because in that one, I think the children were older, like one of them was 11, and then the oldest oldest daughter was a lot older. So I think if, if they ended up having that kind of a sort of um, maybe dynamic, maybe kind of like that kind of, not tech level, but that kind of, uh, if they had instilled that kind of like a viewpoint to the children, whatever, maybe it would have worked. I, I can kind of see it. Hmm. That is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I can I see were... is like modern teenagers where it's like Norman and Emma are like next to the trucks. Like, bro, <laughs> she has a flower. Yo, did, bro, did you see that? Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> modern. Ray, my dude. When are you going to cut Ray, that hair? Oh. <laughs> uh. Ray, my guy, uh, no, did you Ray, mess with Ray my stash? Been, Ray would have been. Ray would have been the same. <laughs> Ray was like, "Yo, what's up? What's popping?" He did say, "Yo, yo." What's the gas from the wall? I I know what the what's children popping? these days do. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh my god. Yo, mom, what's uh, good? <laughs> Come here. Oh, uh, I'm just like, I'm just now inserting like. Uh, Miles, I'm, so I'm, ser- I'm, ser- I'm sorry. I'm now, I'm now saying Miles Morales' dialogue from Into the Spider Verse over like I'm Ray. So sorry. Can we talk about Into the Spider? <laughs> I haven't what seen it. Nice um, yeah, I haven't seen it. See I need to see it. Yeah, it's amazing. That's what I've heard. Um, I can, I can attest to that. Okay. Um, do you guys feel that? Okay, oh wait, oh wait, I don't remember. I was going to say, I think maybe, boy, Shadon, I really want you to go back and read the manga for this because I think that maybe some of what you're feeling is there's so many back-to-back scenes with the kids where they're, like, doing uh... the, the brain thinking. But there's, like, stuff, little little bits in between of just them going uh, places, the traveling, talking... Having discussions, playing, well, um, trying to well, like, trying to stuff down all the shitty emotions and like putting a good face on it for mom or whatever, like just little right. panels here and there that 
all add up to conveying, like, you know, on top of being clever, like, these kids are still kids. Well, I'm a very sorry to say I'm going to be a miserable shithead here and say, all well and good, if it ain't in the anime, it don't fucking count when it comes to rain the anime. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm absolutely not I'm, saying I'm, I'm, I'm you just, should. I'm just an yeah. ass when it comes to that. I'm oh, really I'm, no, 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 you're not. I, I'm the same. I, like, I agree. Like, when we are talking about the adaptation, we should only talk about the, this material i just meant like yes. for your own personal enjoyment i would i would hope oh, I, I would yeah. want you to read Thanks. it after banana fish whenever i get around but, to like that's that. right yeah i gotta get banana but fish. yeah like man that just makes you think like again like how many how many adaptations of works are we going to go through now where i will think i really like this but by fucking christ it could have been even yeah. better I'm still I'm still stunned to think that the Persona 4 anime is the best adaptation I know of wow. recently, like Japanese media. I'll tell you an argument for doing Neverland before you do Banana Fish. JoJo's is the best. Bana- I think it's best. Mm, like it's a, I, basically one to one. It's only I, that's to its detriment in places. In, in so in a lot of places, yes. Part five, particularly in case you saw my Twitter earlier today, where I got my knickers in a twist. Uh, I don't yeah, think I. Let's talk about part five. <laughs> I don't but think let's keep let's keep this brief because this is a price step line stream, but I'll just say okay. this. If you're gonna make if you're gonna make Giorno Dio's son, how about you make it more relevant than simply what would be worthwhile putting as a footnote on Wikipedia? <sighs> just oh my god. Just a thought. <laughs> like you could you you could you could have told me that Giorno's dad was Leslie fucking Nielsen and it would make no difference to me whatsoever. I, I have one that's what I have one that's more like kind of more simple brain, but how about you don't fuck up your climactic episode of really powerful moments by starting it off with a panty joke. How about that ending of part four? Could you have done that? No. I do. Can I just say that I felt like that would apply to so many things? Oh my god! It's true. All right. Here, here's my here's my argument for you reading Promise Neverland before you read Banana Fish. Um, and it's a purely... Part 5 is the weakest part. Don't at me. This is a purely oh. economical argument. Banana Fish, you have to... It's being re-released, of course, but you have to buy all the books. Um, you could spend $2 on the Shonen Jump app, two American dollars, read the whole Promise Neverland in less than a month, and then unsubscribe. You've only done it for $2! Uh, so... I might I'm have to... I might have to do that, but I did just order Kurt Vonnegut's Slaughterhouse Five to read, so that's going to be up next. Wow, very yeah. good. I also I also recently finished uh, Neil Gaiman's Norse Mythology, which you saw. <gasps> oh, you read it. What did you think? Oh, you know what? We shouldn't talk about this here. <laughs> we sh- this is behind the paywall content. The paywall that doesn't exist. The paywall that there, is our there, personal there, lives. <laughs> there's, my, there's my review. I don't have access to this paywall. I don't know what they're doing. Um, Give me money. Fuck. You have to like, follow, and subscribe first. Really. Um, In that order? Yep. Shit. Mm-hmm. I've been doing it wrong this entire time. Yep. And that's why oh, you okay. haven't been getting the updates. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll. Okay. I'll make a new Virgalia who can try better. Let me update the polls before we get out of here. So, we got two. Two this week. F5. Push it. Does Phil rule? 100% of people say yes. Do you ship Emma X Gilda? Did I spell that correctly? I did. 67% say yes. 
those are the polls. Cool. Vote. Oh, uh, can I make a can I make a very quick aside based on something Emily just said before? I want to just briefly call out Noe Tamman on something. Noe Tamman has like got this usual intro that like lasts a couple of seconds. Is if this like little girl oh, yeah, comes to our screen. Yeah. The last three Noe Tamman shows that I personally have seen were in order: Scum's Wish, a show in which is about you know sexually confused teenagers and all the horrible shit they do to each other; Banana Fish, in which you know we've got fucking mustache man raping a kid. Great, fantastic. And now we've got the Promised Neverland, in which kids are being sold for their meat. And like, fucking hell, no, it's happening. Like, are you, are you trying to deceive us with this colourful intro? <laughs> it's not. It's all happy and sweet. And all the stuff I've watched. Is there, is there a is narrative you're trying shit. to push? <laughs> um, so, uh, we talked about this on the on the other podcasts. Um, not the other podcast, but the numbered episodes before when we first reviewed Trapeze, because I think that was the first Noe Tamina show we looked at, but... Uh, you are right. So that's a it's a Fuji TV programming block uh, that was started in it's a time slot that opened up in 2005, and uh, it was originally half hour, then it became an hour. Um, and let's see, I think it was even ex- well. Anyway, I'm getting conflicting informations. In a way, so like. The mandate for this time slot was like to it was almost like an art house slot, right? Like it would be things that are more for adults, things that are more for women, things that are more experimental, like sort of not it's meant to be shows that are not like otaku bait kind of shows. And you had things like, you know, you've got uh, Honey and Clover, Paradise Kiss, um, Hadaraki Man, uh, things like that. Mononoke, love Mononoke. We need to watch Mononoke for this podcast um, at the beginning. But then there's like this weird period where fucking the block like becomes an otaku block. Like it's really weird. Like in 2012, they did uh, Guilty Crown and Black Rock Shooter like back to back. Fucking hell, both really? of those, both of those things are like as otaki as you can get. Um, I saw the first episode of Black Rock Shooter, and I just thought, "What the fuck did I just witness? <laughs> just, did someone just shove a tab of LSD down my throat and force me to swallow?" What the, the fuck is I know, this hallucinogenic nightmare? I mean, not to, you know, there are a lot of people that like it, and that's fine. The only issue I have with it is like it should not be. It should not have been in that time slot. I don't know if they were like. We need something, anything, like, money, like, keep this time slot open. Because then they kind of got back to it with, like, Psychopaths and Katana uh, Degatari, which, Shadon, you've seen. Oh. Um, and things that like that. That was a great show until the last 15 minutes, and then it completely shot the bed. It's where Ping Pong, like, all kinds of fantastic shows. Um, but, yeah, and we've, we've had Banana Fish and, and Neverland. Um, I think that these are pretty worthy especially banana fish. I feel like this time slot was like the thing that you were thinking about when you created it was banana fish. <laughs> like it checks so many like Noe Tomina boxes in my opinion, but so many great, great shows have come through here. So like it, it's totally worth it. Like you're, you'd have a really, I think a pretty good success rate if you just went to the Noe Tomina Wikipedia page and were like, let me just pick shows from here that sound interesting to watch. Um, but thank you, Emily, for bringing that up because I enjoy thinking about and talking about Noe Tamina as a as a thing. I think it's a really interesting idea, and 
seeing it kind of ping pong around is is it's it's great. But if you if you're like you know browsing this randomly, you know I'm going to get my family to watch something with me. Like you know I'm going to watch like my four year old kid watch banana. No, it's not that. (laughs) You see the noise? No, (laughs) and it's super cute. Yeah, banana fish, and it's just like oh. Oh, oh, avert your eyes. It's like it's like Bowser covering Bowser Junior's eyes up in that yeah. little, you know, instructional video. I mean, just uh, can you imagine having your kids watch Kuchu Baranko trapeze? <laughs> It'd just be bizarre. They'd be like terrified <laughs> of Irabu. Irabu no, 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 no. You, You're gonna have two reactions. I'm gonna be terrified. I'm gonna love the shit out of it because mm-hmm. he is a goofy bear. Yes. Oh my god. Like, not just even the Goofy Bear, I imagine, like, even younger children would be captivated by how, like, visually interesting and weird that show was. Yeah, they wouldn't have a clue what's going on, but they'll find it fascinating for how it looks. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, your kid, like, what was his name? Uh, From Star Wars. (laughs) Anakin? No, 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 the... the Oh, a fucking salacious cross! (laughs) Salacious cross! I feel like someone that likes salacious. <laughs> can someone else continue this? Oh my god! I really can. I really can. <laughs> it's so adorable. It <laughs> gets like into. I just real. I just realized the place I might. It looks like. Oh, man. Anyway, thank you all very much for mm-hmm. watching stream. Oh my god, that was it. Oh fuck. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Oh, my... oh, I said <laughs> Please don't apologize. <laughs> this I has said been... a lot of things I regret. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we do the podcast, so we can oh get the things out. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. This has we been... can, so we can say regrettable things in a controlled manner. Yeah. Yes. Well, I know I apologize for having not as much to say about the show this week. To be fair, there, there, I don't think I think that applies to a lot of people though. Like who would watch the show week on week and have reaction. I think uh, shouts James Beckett, who mm-hmm. I hope is listening somewhere. I think he similarly said in the tweet that he didn't feel like this show or rather this episode was as strong or as noteworthy to talk about uh, yeah. relative to the previous ones because now the. Good. The rules are set now. We know what's going on. And this is why I'm starting to feel a little like of an itchy trigger finger on why things progress a lot quicker. And it's also why, to me, the only genuinely critical moment of this episode, or two, I suppose, would be, firstly, the stuff with Gilda and Don in the library, and secondly, the ending bit with Ray being announced as, you know, the, the traitor. Um, but yeah, um, not having a lot to say about this episode is perfectly legitimate in my uh, so should we do racings? We should. All right. Hit me, uh, I'm happy to go with first. ratings. All right, I'll go first. Okay. So for me, this episode is still really good. The show is still really good overall. It's starting to have a couple of cracks here and there, though. We've got the big fucking you know tectonic plate crack that is Sister Crow. Uh, that's <laughs> a, a, still a problem and continues to be a problem, and they only seem to be exacerbating it with the changes they make from the material. As I understand it, someone who's not read the manga. Um, for me, I think they could be taking more time to get more potential out of certain elements of the show's design, particularly the fact, you know, the lead characters are children. Let's get some of the, you know, the Coraline or Pan's Labyrinth-esque, you know, pass it through their worldview rather than us as the audience gain the privileged access to behind-the-scenes stuff, that kind of thing. Um, 
and there wasn't a, a lot of scenes in this show in this episode that were as noteworthy or as vital or as core to the plot as there were in previous ones. But what we got was still good. We still did get some good directional touches, particularly the library scene with Ray. Uh, for those reasons, I'm going to give this episode. Um, I will give it. 3.5 destroy dolls out of 5. <laughs> Very good. Um, I I don't know. What else is there to say beyond what you just said? Like, there are parts of the episode that I really like, um, and they're connected to things in the previous and in future episodes that I like and think are good. I like all these characters a lot. Um, but if I'm just going to, like, compartmentalize this like 23 24 minutes um it's probably like a 3.5 a 4 um you know um bad cg stairs uh, out of 5 <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. what i'm thinking is like every episode so far Again, yeah, has had a lot of impactful moments and has kind of advanced the chess game in interesting ways. I think in this mm-hmm. one, it felt like things are in progress, and the one um, like kind of plot thread that was or that was kind of going around in this episode didn't quite get resolved in like a, a satisfying way, and the next kind of like plot kind of twist wasn't like too mind-blowing and whatever so i i feel like they're kind of, it's starting to lose some steam the library scene basically being the only scene again that kind of characterizes anyone that does any good a lot of the scenes kind of felt like not necessarily filler but this is the first episode that felt stretched out yeah for me the first half I, I, in particular i think mm-hmm. yeah like, definitely like everything past the like library scene with like the notes and the rope and Gilda talking yeah. to Crone, like yeah. I thought all that was like at least interesting. Um, hmm. Yeah, that was that was interesting. Yeah, there, were, there weren't any scenes that were completely devoid of Mary, with the exception of yes. uh, Crone fucking the... up her own doll because that was completely perfunctory <laughs> and nonsensical and tonally, you know, it... crap. <laughs> Let's just be blunt here. But no. um, when I'm, I think what's worth reminding myself and, and ourselves of this is that when I come down on Promise Everland like this, it's a relative thing. I still think that, generally speaking, the batting average of this show is really strong. Absolutely. So that's why I still give it uh, three Mads Mikkelsens that don't want to die, <laughs> plus one extra Mads Mikkelsens mooching Hideo Kojima. <laughs> Good, good. That's a lot. That's a lot of Mads Mikkelsen's. That's a lot of Mad Mads Mikkelsen's. That's Mad Mads Mikkelsen's. That's a lot of Mads's. That's a a mad number of Mads. That's a Mad Lib. There you go. Nailed it. That's Rough. a Mad just like crone, right? Fuck. Oh. What? <laughs> that was a moment. It hurts. Hey, hey, I'm you... sorry. It hurts. I know. It's time, Jim Bean. It's All right. Time. Well, Jim. ladies, gentlemen, and bees, thank you so much for joining us for this week's Swarovski Show stream of thought 
Promise Neverland Episode 4. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can tweet us at Show on Twitter. You can send us an email, Show at gmail.com. Follow us. Share our stuff. SoundCloud. Show On YouTube. Uh, right now, you folks are watching on YouTube. But if you're listening later to the audio-only version, we have a YouTube channel. Search for Warui Desho. Warui Desho. Warui Desho. Mr. Obama. Search for that. In in that, you you need to talk into your phone in that exact voice, and then you will get to <laughs> that's, that's the, the YouTube password. channel. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then and then Ceres calls the cops on you for making. Car- oh, never mind. Fuck. Uh, Shadon, if folks want to uh, interface with you on the virtual reality, how would they do that? Uh, play me in Guilty Gear. There we go. <laughs> Job done. Yes. See me in Guilty Gear, motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, yeah, my Twitter should be on screen already. Uh, it's also my Curious Cat, so go nuts. Uh, talk to me. Shoot the breeze. Uh, I also just found out that Felix is in the UK, so I feel compelled to say, so join me for a pint sometime, if ever the, if ever the opportunity presents itself. The Manx get together and form Warri De- Desho Manchester. There needs to be a Manchester <laughs> the, office. The British Expedition. Yes, exactly. Uh, WDUK, W Duck. <laughs> there, yeah, Woo Duck, Woo Duck. Uh, You're the quack around here, mate. <laughs> um, God damn it, I can't think of a good duck that joke pun. Yeah. Well, you put it on your bill later. Web feather, quack quack, and stuff. Oh, he threw that in the pond. <laughs> Oh, poop on the sidewalks. That's not a. T- <laughs> well, there's a park park near my house, and the sidewalks are just littered with duck poop. Oh my god! <laughs> now I know where you live. They just subsist on like whole loaves of bread. Like people just throw them so much bread. Right, <laughs> right. It's not even good for them, right? I don't think so. No, <laughs> it's not. Um. You're supposed to buy duck food out of a machine, but a lot of people bring bread anyway. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm like, dude, support the part. Bring a quarter and get, bring a, a coin and get the duck food. Helps everyone. Um, support your local parks. Uh, Borgalia, if people want to talk to you about supporting their local parks, where do they find you? <laughs> okay. Um, in, the, in the famous words of uh, Russian Terminator... You are my enemy. You have seen my face prepared to die. You, uh, you can find me at Vergalia on everything. I'm at slash Vergalia on whatever. I'm going to a destination fight. Yay! Uh, later this month Woo. to get destroyed at Undernight and Tekken. If you want to tell me in my face how much of a horrible person I am, there is your one chance. You'll have to go through me first. Fine. I mean, if I tell you you're a horrible person, I guess you're out of the way and they can come to me directly. Or is that what you mean? Or what? No, I'm going to defend you. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Hold the back button. <laughs> a lot. Uh, if you follow the screen talk at the subtle doctor me on the Twitter or other places... Twitch. 
The end. <laughs> Something in me is broken. So, <laughs> from everyone here at Watery Death Show, I will say good night. I will say embrace each other, everyone, to the ends of the universe. And I will say notator in thus, alus te espera.